You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive. Six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. I feel their eyes all over me. It's looking like conspiracy. I'm out of friends that I trust. Maybe they're on the You got The Rick and Bubba Show, Speedy, The Real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, all in the mix. Eddie Van Adler's got the YouTube option for you. 25 years of making a living at low expectations. Welcome back for a brand new hour. Look at there. There's Mr. Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for this honor for over 25 years. Bubba, Buffalo Wild Wings charity charge time again. It's time for another charity charge. Release the Buffalo. I love that sound effect. I know you do. You know, it's not real Buffaloes. This is all well, digitally recorded. How do we know? Could have been recorded from real Buffalo. I don't know how you well, do it. Well, it was at the time, but right. it's being reproduced. They're not running through the studio. I still like it, though. Right. This is also what it sounds like when Buffalo Wild Wings food uh, arrives in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, so uh, well, I know I get the headline. It's the big eater here, but let me tell you what. It's according Speedy what it was is. a witness today. Look, it's according to Let me tell you who is number one in line when breakfast comes in. You know That'd be Gregory yeah. Burgess. Especially when it's Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Greg, Greg, Greg is look. He's as big a eater as anybody in this room. I love to eat. Yeah, he it's just fun. he just works out and burns a little more of it yeah. off. Well, he, I'm he's got to work out extra hard today. Yeah, you had to get after it today. Speedy will put me through the ringer. Uh, we we have of course uh, Tim Spencer's back again with Buffalo Wild Wings, but also a recipient uh, of the last Buffalo Wild Wings Rick and Bubba Charity Charge uh, is uh, the Highlands College in Pastor Mark Pettis who's the president of Highlands College, Mark. is joining us as well. So excited to be here with you guys today. It's yeah. a huge, huge honor. Well, thank you, buddy. I'm, I'm glad you're here, too. So first of all, Tim, how did we do on this charity charge? Well, we're, we're averaging, and we hit about the average of 4000 bucks again this month. Right. That's incredible. Come on. Right Tim, on. great job. You know, we're, that put us over $31,000 we've uh, donated since this started. Yeah. Various and charities. And let me tell you, if you tell the Rick and Bubba audience all we need you to do today for this charity is to go eat, if we can eat and feel good about it, mm-hmm. I right. mean that is a win-win. That's a second helping right there. It, you know? it, it really is. So, <laughs> so I, you know, uh, so we're going to present the check and we're going to get pictures made and all that. But we always like uh, for somebody representing the charity that benefited to kind of give you an idea of when you went and ate this delicious food at the participating Buffalo Wild Wings, the ten percent of these food sales. What exactly is it helping? So Mark Pettis is here to tell us about Highlands Mark. College. So tell us what 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 this is benefiting. Yeah, Highlands College uh, is, is a part of Church of the Highlands here in Birmingham. We started the college in 2011 as a way to train vocational ministers, uh, men and women who feel called. Uh, our, our key verse is Luke 10, 2, that Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Mm-hmm. So these are men and women who are called to take the gospel out of that harvest field to reach people for Jesus Christ around the world. So we train them here, and then we send them out to churches and to mission opportunities all across the globe. So if you really think about it, you know, when you went out and you were helping this, if you're somebody who is a follower of Christ and, and you're thinking, all right, what, what is, what's some part that I can play? Really, literally, you were, you were eating and helping to train someone who can now go out and advance the kingdom of God. That's exactly right, including including Helmsley over here, who's one of our students heading into his final semester. And so just a, a lot of men and women just like that, young and, and older, who just feel feel that call and, and responding to that. And it's an honor to train them and send them. Well, things like that can be intimidating. And, and what I think our show does a good job of, if there's anything that bothers you and it's something that we've actually done, it can't be that hard. <laughs> you know, that, I mean, that, I mean so 
think about that. Yeah, no question. You know, I mean, Helmsy did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No true statement. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it actually, I mean, it's a challenge. While holding down a somewhat full-time job. Right, yeah. Somewhat. Yes. Yeah, so so what, what, what's the experience like for somebody? Like, like when you were doing it? Because well, a lot of people think when they hear Highlands College, oh, no. I can't yeah. do that. I I'm, can't, al- I'm already into my career. Full, yeah, uh, you know, that. I'm already a mom and dad. But this is something that I've always felt God calling me to get some additional training to to understand the scriptures better, to know how to apply it. Or if you just want to be someone who's going to go into a church and be effective in leadership there, or to be part of a, a staff. So, so what was it like? Well, you just have to, and I'm. You have to change your priorities. You have to change your schedule a bit. The family has to be on board with this. Yeah. Now, I'm, a tr- I'm not a traditional student, so there's two different. You have a traditional students who are just out of high school or, or maybe making a move from a different college that do this. I'm an evening program guy. I'm one of the older guys he's speaking of. And so there are two different programs. One's a core plus, which is the more it's, – it's a little tougher. Oh, it's a lot tougher, I'll be honest. I'm on that side of it. Then there's a core Plus, and there's some differences. You can go to highlandscollege.com and read all about that. But it takes it takes that you know hours during the week of saying I'm not going to do this. I, I've got to focus on school. It's it's a commitment. It really is. Now that being said, I feel like school. I've been on record. School and I never got along. Right. Okay, I was not the best student. <laughs> it, it, growing up in college, I barely got by. You're in good company but, here. Hamzy, let me tell you something. Anybody that listens to this show, it, mm-hmm. when we say team, that didn't catch them off guard, did Team it? Rick and Bubba, <laughs> there's one thing you can say about Team Rick and Bubba. I bet they weren't real good at school. Yeah. And, uh, right. but, I, but I will say <laughs> right. this. Um, there's some maturity. I'm, you know, I'm in my 40s now, and so um, oh, no. the attitude towards <laughs> school has definitely changed. Oh, of course. And yeah. so the shifting in priorities, the calling he's, he's speaking about, all these things play a factor, and you do. You need to sit down with your family and say, hey, look, on Tuesday night, Daddy's going to be gone for about four hours. You know, By the time you get there, you go through a couple of classes, and then you get home, everybody's in bed. That's a, that's a, that's, I know it's just one night, but that's a big, important night. There's a lot of things going on Tuesday night with your family. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And then during the week, a lot of online stuff, a lot of reading, a lot of papers. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm doing papers. Right. I'm typing up papers. Right. Research wow. papers. Can't imagine that. Stuff like that. That's tough. Book reviews. You ever thought I'd say I'd do in a book review? No, hey, no. Book and See, this so, shows you Rick, this I, just had a, I just had a fear That's come over that. me that I had something due that no. I didn't buy. <laughs> you know what I mean? You there's, know that feeling you get? Yeah, there's, like, people oh, no. what Hamzy, what there's people hearing what Hamzy actually has done. There's people believing in God right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, this had to be supernatural. <laughs> it's working. Right. Well, so when, when Hamzy talked about this, because I want to clarify for those that may be listening and they feel – Maybe you know that first beginning of a call on this. Is it? Is it? Can you customize it? I know you talked about different things. Like if I came to you and said, "Look, here's where I am in my life. I I, I am someone who's already working. Or I have a family, but 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 I really feel like God's calling me to this area of ministry in His church. Are, are they customized a little bit by what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We have seven different areas to okay. study. So whether it's worship ministry or student ministry or general church ministry, kids, different areas for, for students to jump in, focus on, and really dive deep in. And that Core Plus program yeah. that Helmsy talked about is the way you can do that. It's kind of customize your program. Almost like a buffet of what yeah. I need for what I'm trying to do. Rick, yeah, absolutely. if you want to scare the audience even more, pastoral leadership is my is mine. What a day. This is what a day this is. <laughs> Think about what I just said, pastoral leadership. No, I'm thinking about it. That's why I said that. <laughs> no, no. The, uh, so, so the, uh, but, but, I, but I think it's great. I do because yeah. if nothing else, I mean, you benefit from it. If nothing else, you benefit from the education about understanding 
you know, what we claim to believe. Yeah. And we're called to that. You know, it's not supposed to – I think a lot of times, you know, and, and this is something we're actually doing in the Wednesday Bible study and something that I'm being taught right now, I think for too long – and nothing wrong with this. I mean, evangelism is, is a given. Okay, that no, there's no theology or denominational belief that can get you around evangelism. It's so clear in Scripture. However, I think sometimes, especially the Western church, we've almost sold the ABCs of, okay, now that you've been redeemed, now that you've repented, we treat that like that's the end. But that's truly the beginning. It's not the end. It's the beginning. Now we start the process of, all right, Christ has changed you to do what? You know, not out of legalism, not out of code of conduct, do's and don'ts, all that. The sanctification now starts for you to mature from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity so you then can have an impact for the kingdom, which is also called on every believer, every follower of Christ in your sphere of influence. So some people feel ill-equipped for that because they don't think they know the word good enough. They don't understand even sometimes the history of the church and, and all this. So so that the benefits of that alone are available. Absolutely, and know? honestly, that was the perfect... I mean, what you just said is what we talk about at Highlands College all the time. Right, perfect right. description of what we're trying to do, just help people find that calling. You know, Ephesians 2.10 says that everyone has something good that God prepared them to do. And a lot of us, all of us, I felt, I'm, I'm from, I was telling you guys earlier, from Clay County, Alabama, you know, I, I felt ill-equipped to step in and do anything significant for God. And God's, the truth of the gospel is the power of the Holy Spirit. God can use all of us, which is really who the disciples were, right? They were just these nobodies that, right. that God used. And so that's our passion. It's uh, it's an honor to be a part of that. Thank, so thankful for yeah, Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings Thanks, investing in that. And it is going to a good cause. One one last question, then we'll go to the break and come back and talk about next week. And you guys are welcome to stay. And I'm going to make, a, I believe, a dream come true for you today. Uh, I, I don't want to get you too excited. But the uh, so some people are thinking, if I go to Highlands College, does that mean I can only – work within Highlands? Can you can you use this and go feel called to any church or any church body? Absolutely. This yeah. is not you saying I'm I'm doing this so I can be put into mm-hmm. one of the campuses or one of the it's not just about Highlands. Correct. Actually most of our students get sent to other churches, okay. different denominations. Yeah. Right. Uh, again, all across America and across the world, which is a really cool moment too that the body of Christ is connecting through our college and other colleges like that as we train leaders. Well thanks it, for what you guys are doing. It's it amazing how God puts the pieces together. Oh yeah. For the whole picture. And Hamsey, we, we we joke with you a lot, but proud of what you did. I, t- I know it's a lot of hard work and I know that uh, not only will you benefit from it, your family will and and uh, others that uh, he calls you to. And um, so we'll come back. Uh, thanks for what you did on the last charity charge, and we'll introduce you to the next charity charge benefiting a great organization called Best Buddies. And our very own Eddie Van Adler will be here to uh, kind of give you some information about what you're going to do this coming Monday for the next charity charge. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy 22 minutes now past the hour. Rick and Bubba's show. Thanks for being with us today. Still to come on the program today, we'll talk to Coach Patrick Nix. Uh, the book is David Had a Dad. Uh, a great conversation about uh, Father's Day coming up. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the program coming up next hour. Um, right now, we're with Tim Spencer with Buffalo Wild Wings and the participating locations. Uh, that team up for the Rick and Bubba Buffalo Wild Wings a Charity Charge. Another one is coming up uh, Monday. Monday, June the 17th, will be the next one at participating Buffalo Wild Wings location. And, Rick, you know, Tim and Buffalo Wild Wings do a great job. We're talking about companies that do great work, and they certainly do that. 
And Tim, we appreciate what you do for the community. I know through this, but you do a lot of other things too. Some people are not aware of all that, but we appreciate you and your family and what y'all mean to the area. No, well, you do a great job. Thank y'all. Thank y'all very much. I mean, it, we couldn't do it. We're eight stores strong now in this area. We employ almost 550 people, and we couldn't do it without them. I mean, it's all a yeah. team effort. You guys know that. Um, and we're just glad to be able to, to give back to some, to, to some organizations that don't necessarily get to the forefront of yeah. money-raising sure. abilities. So that way we, we can help that kind of groups. So, and we're about to do it again. Uh, first of all, thanks. Highlands College gets the $4,000 check in uh, next Monday. The 17th, you go out and eat at all the participating locations. That's Alabaster, Birmingham, Gardendale, Tuscaloosa, Hoover, Birmingham, Trustful, Pell City. Uh, so uh, these are all participating, uh, and we're going to be benefiting Best Buddies. Now, this is a, an organization that Adler's been working with uh, for a number of years. It's an international nonprofit, uh, and they're dedicated to a scab- establishing global volunteers, no matter where you are that create opportunities for one-on-one friendships and, and also to help maybe with employment opportunities with anyone who may, you know, be an individual that intellectually or, or even physically may have some developmental disabilities. And so when you think about that, and it, it's such, it's kind of, we, I know at our church we have a, uh, a ministry called Hand in Hand, and uh, actually Bigelow, who works here, has been a volunteer there for a while, uh, one of my sons, and just kind of feels a call to that. And, and bottom line is what it says, you just come alongside a person and kind of be their friend, but also help them in some areas where they may have some some uh, some deficits or challenges. Uh, you know, if they decide they want a, an opportunity to work, you'd go with them and help them go to work. If they want to go out and, and do something, uh, you kind of become their friend. To help them out. Is that kind of it in a nutshell, Adler? That's it. I got involved with Best Buddies in college at Auburn. Uh, I was just walking around, and there was a table, you know, in the the courtyard there. And I was just like, oh, what is this? Okay, let me check it out. And it ended up being, like, the thing that I felt the best about and I was the most proud of doing in college. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. this was the, this was it. It was awesome. Uh, they, they paired me up with a couple guys in the community, and we would go out and do – events that they would put on or we would just go hang go watch a movie go get something to eat or whatever um i remember in fact i told the story on the air in which i brought them to an auburn game one time yeah. and one <laughs> one of them is a big alabama fan so he wore his alabama hat <laughs> oh, no. so that led to some fun stuff yeah. um, so you really had to be a best buddy i there, had to be right? a best buddy there yeah one time we went uh we went out trick-or-treating and i went <laughs> i picked up uh i picked up roro and he walks out, and he's wearing a doctor's outfit that is covered in blood. And uh, he goes, I'm a psycho doctor. And I was like, oh, I'm a cowboy. <laughs> Let's go, buddy. Right. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, there was a little bit of explaining to do at every door we went to. But, right. we, you know, we, we always have fun. And uh, it really is a, it's a great way to feel good yourself, and they, they, they feel good, too. It, it's just really, really amazing to, uh, to be involved in, in, with people like that. And we'll get together and have dances, all kinds of stuff. It's it's amazing. Best Buddies, really, really cool uh, organization, and uh, you feel great, and they do too. So. You know, another thing, and you, you it's kind of understood, and we talked about this when we did the America's Got Talent, you know, that incredible deal about the young man who has autism and, and was able to sing and, and play. And I talked about the exhaustion of these families. You know, the Best Buddies program also gives them a break. You know, you're, you're taking their mm-hmm. their child or their loved one, and you're taking them out for a day of fun or to help them with something. And the family also has a day that they can go and, 
you know, because it, it, it's there every day. I mean, it, it, nothing's easy. Just the smallest things are, are difficult. It's well worth it, and the family, of course, loves the, the blessing of these members of their family. But this also provides them a break uh, for sometimes what is just mental and physical fatigue. Yeah, and and both families were in fact uh, single single mom, yeah. parent, you know, homes that kind of thing, and uh, so yeah, this is absolutely huge. And thank you so much, Buffalo Wild Wings. We couldn't, you know, this we we can't say thank you enough. That's right. uh, this money is actually going to be going towards setting up a Best Buddies office in the state of Alabama. Cool. They do have a a couple Southern offices, but they do not have an Alabama office. Well, so we got to get that taken care of. Funds will be going towards that. So that's good. So so jot down Monday. And here we go once again, asking you to really do something difficult. That's eat delicious food. There you go. Uh, so <laughs> just, just whatever, one of your meals, if not two or three, two of your meals. I don't know if you – we eat it for breakfast. Most people don't. Yeah. You're not open for breakfast. Well, but, nothing's wrong with a corn dog right. anytime. No, That's you're right. right. So it, just anytime. make plans you to are have correct, sir. a meal or two at the participating Buffalo Wild Wings on Monday. And as you're enjoying this great time together with friends and family and you're enjoying delicious food and great service, at the same time you'll be helping out Best Buddies. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we're excited to have everybody in. It's Monday. Um, we say this every time. There's no gimmicks to this. Just come in and eat some food, and we're going to donate uh, 10% right off the top, right back to uh, Adler's Charity this time. Yeah. That's too cool. In fact, I've got Roro on the phone right now. Hey, Roro, you're on the Rick and Bubba Show. Can you say what's up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> so Roro's in the house. That's Roro. Hey, Roro, um, do you want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings on Monday and eat some food? Oh, um, Chris, uh, I got work on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then we'll go on Tuesday. We'll just go on Tuesday then, bro. Does that sound good? Is that okay? That's so good. Uh, I'm working. See, I'm working on five days a week. Oh, okay, buddy. Well, then I'll have to go. I'll come. You. I'll join you on your lunch break. Yeah. Then, how about buddy? a lunch break? Dinner. Money, bro. We'll work it dinner. out. We'll lunch work break. it out. Bro. Wings to go. Well, I'll bring it to your work. I'll bring it to your work. You have to love live radio. Uh, Okay. 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 I I have a question for Roro. Does he even know Adler? Did you just call somebody random? That's great. Great to talk. That's funny. Great to talk to you, buddy. Thanks, Tim, and everybody at Buffalo Wild Wings. Mark Pettis, uh, representing Highlands College, and then Adler putting us together with Best Buddies. A uh, great organization that will be benefiting on Mondays. Buffalo Wild Wings, Rick and Bubba Charity Charge at all participating Buffalo Wild Wings locations. Make plans to eat there Monday for a great cause. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six. We be big is our number. Well. Whether you like it or not, identity thieves and cyber criminals are around every corner. I'm sorry to say that. I hate to be that guy. But the good news is, if you're under the protection of LifeLock like we are, uh, you get warnings that we're just not going to catch on our own to avoid catastrophe. Now, if something does happen, because certainly even though LifeLock gives you the most comprehensive protection available, along with Norton Security for your wireless devices, Uh, They cannot stop all cybercrime or all identity theft. So if something does happen, and and hopefully it doesn't, but something does, you do get your own restoration specialist that works to resolve the problem. You're not going to get this kind of protection from anybody else, so go with the best. We get you 10% off with the promo code Bubba at lifelock.com or if you call 1-800-LIFELOCK. And remember, 
When it's not a lot of money, but we're also going to give you 10% off, and it is worth every penny. Uh, because, look, if you've ever had this happen to you and you go, gosh, I wish I'd had LifeLock, well, go ahead and make that move now. Also, rickandbubba.com, you can find it right there under the sponsor. Oh, Bubba, here we go. was the recipient of a check from the Rick and Bubba Buffalo Wild Wings charity charge. He's from Clay County, Alabama, and we told Pastor Mark Pettis, president's, uh, president of Highlands College, Mark, don't be afraid to dream big. <laughs> and uh, I know he thought this might be overreaching to think that maybe one day he could spin the will of meat, but Mark Pettis, that day is today. Rick, from Asheville to 280. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> The journey of one man. Mark Pettis, I know. Oh, look, I know you're overcome with emotion, but what does it feel like to be called on to spin the wheel of meat? Well, first of all, being here was a dream come true, and now getting to spin the wheel, I'm just, I'm blown away. God does miracles. <laughs> yes, he does. I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I can't believe it. I know. It's like, it's like Disney World, even better. Right. Thank you for, for exaggerating that, but that's all right. And uh, we needed that. It was very encouraging. Uh, all right, so we're going to start with Callie. Now, do you know what to do, Mark? Do you know what you're? What do you? What are they supposed to say? Uh, wow, Will. No, not Wow, Will. <laughs> wow, Will. No, that's what you say about that. your buddy Will when he does the things he should. Wow, do. Will. What a. Yeah. But, well, but honestly, right now I'm, I'm so nervous I can't remember. That's what it's. So it's thank wa- you for the reminder. Yeah. Wow, what a will. Wow, what a will. Wow, what a will. So if if if, if Callie doesn't say Wow, what a will, you just stand there awkwardly until she does. Perfect. Okay, all right, so let's go. Let's He's uh, not used to getting up and speaking before the song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should have had a 40-minute concert, then let him up there. Uh, all right, so um, all right, so let, we got 1-800-Flowers on the wheel. We've got HarryAndDavid.com. That's the meat on the wheel. Rick and Bubba prizes are on the wheel. Moultrie package on the, on the wheel. Uh, Blaze TV on the wheel. Uh, but there are potential pitfalls as well. So, Callie from Sheffield, Alabama, WLAY, what do you say to Mark Pettis? Wow, what a wheel. Spin it, Mark! Yeah! Oh, right, so you spin that thing like the devil's in the room. I made it. All right, so here we go. And that's a good spin, Mark. That's Clay County strong Looks right like there. like Pharaoh's chariots there. I mean, good night. <laughs> Things are rolling. All right, Callie, eventually when it stops, we'll see what you All right, here we go. Uh, Callie, you got a Rick and Bubba T-shirt of your choice. That could awesome. be that could be Jesus loves you and I'm trying. That's a good one. Uh, common sense is a superpower. One of those in the audience here today. Uh, any of the Rick and Bubba shirts, Rick and Bubba University can't have nothing. You know, whatever you prefer. Uh, when we put you on hold, just give us your size and the shirt you have selected, uh, and we will ship that directly to you. Okay. All right. Thank you, Callie. Thanks for listening to Rick and Bubba. We go to Gulf Shores, Alabama. Andrew standing by, listening to Sunny 105. Andrew, what do you say? Wow, what a wheel. Let it rip. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. You hear that? What a wheel. That's the sound of Clay County strong. I know it. That's old country strong, oh, Rick. Oh, yeah, sure. Former athlete, Rick. You can't, oh, get, you that at, you can't get that at the Played gym. a little ball. You only get that working on the farm. Let me tell you how, a little ball. Let me tell you how hard he spun it. One of his hairs moved. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 oh. Yeah! Flowers, 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 smell!
Sorry, not Kelly. Andrew, uh, Andrew, you have won uh, some 1-800-Flowers. Now, would you like to be two dozen multicolored roses sending to someone that you love or two dozen red roses? Let's go two dozen multicolored. Okay, you're getting out on the edge a little bit. I'm a little dicey. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let me roll let, the dice. I understand. Let, let's put you on hold. Tell us where you want those shipped, and we'll handle it, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. I, I appreciate you very much. Uh, we continue. Uh, we go to Michael out of the great city of Gadsden, where it all began 25 years ago this year. Um, all right. Good morning, Mike. guys. Hey, buddy. What do you say? Wow, what a wheel. Come on, pat it. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I like that sound. That's the sound oh, of winning. Uh, so let's uh, let's see what happens from Michael and Gadsden, Z93, weighing in. Oh, oh yeah! Come on, oh. Henry! 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 Yeah. Henry! Henry! Here he Henry! Henry the horse! Drop the gate! And let him out! Hey. There he is! What a horse. There he is! <laughs> oh! Oh! Watch out, Henry! He's busting a move! Watch out, Henry! Hello! What's up, guys? Hello, Henry! <laughs> By the way, uh, so that guy over there is the president of a college? Yes. That's the coolest looking president of a college I've ever seen. (laughs) But uh, in the news, I heard that the San Antonio City Council moved to keep Chick-fil-A out of the San Antonio airport. That's correct. (laughs) This is why Kawhi Leonard left to go play for the Raptors. He's back. By the way, kind of ironic that as a horse, my favorite team is the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah! <laughs> very ironic. Yeah. Hey, hey, giddy up! Giddy up, Henry! What a horse. I'm just glad to see him not drawing anymore. Yeah. Everybody say, yeah. Hey, hey, Yeah! Uh, <laughs> Selena. Hell State, right? Selena out of Union Springs. <laughs> Selena, how are you? Fine, how are you? Well, what do you say? Wow, what do we do? Here we go. Yeah. He just put a little, little English on that. <laughs> Let's see what we got. A little backspin. It's all in the wrist. Selena out of Union Springs. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Will. Get up and prize it. Uh, Damn. <laughs> Selena, you got some meat. Trumpy Bear looks excited. Hand of Truth says, I like it. And the Christmas pig is smiling from ear to ear. Selena, uh, HarryandDavid.com. Delicious, mouth-watering, fine meats. Be delivered right to your door. You got a $50 gift card. Use it however you would like. <laughs> and we'll put you on hold and get your information. And you'll be hearing from HarryandDavid.com. We sure hope. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, Selena. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We continue. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Let's go to Chris in Tennessee. Chris, welcome to the Wall of Meat. Wow, what a wheel. (laughs) Greg, ring him with the mini cowbells. We got a lot of them in him. We got them everywhere. There it is. See where it lands for Chris in Tennessee. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. T-shirt, T-shirt, T-shirt. Wear it. 
All right. So, uh, Chris, would you uh, you like you know what shirt you'd like to have? Uh, yeah, I think. Which one are you going with? <laughs> the hunt, kill, and eat. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, that's not it's quite actually it, ri- but... it's actually rice killing eat, but. <laughs> But you know yeah. what? If, it's it's it, close it, enough. If, Good effort. Look, if Peter was alive in our times, he would he would have said hunt, kill, and eat. You're right. Yeah. So we're going to put you on hold, uh, and you pick out that shirt. Tell He's us what's quoting amplified Bible. <laughs> Don't forget your size. <laughs> That's good. By the way, yeah, the size is important because we've sent the wrong size before. Great, Tell them what size it. you want, and we'll send it out to you. Okay, buddy. Thank you. I right, appreciate you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Let's give it up for Mark Pettis. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest college president there is. Hey, anytime somebody, hey, anytime somebody says, "Look, I'm down here in Clay County. There's no future for me." You know what you say? Hey, don't believe like that. Uh-uh. One day you two could be president of Highlands College and spend the will of me. There it is. There it is. Mark Pettis. Thanks for all the work you guys do. A forty-five drive. A forty-five minute drive for a man. A giant leap for mankind. <laughs> That's right. Even even though you had to stutter, well, it still worked. There's a lot going on. It still worked. Yeah, it's an active room. Very active. All right, we'll be back. More of the Rick and Bubba show coming up. We'll break down the stories of the day. Hang in there. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Ten minutes now to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Thanks for being with us. Wednesday Bible Study back today live on YouTube at noon. Archive not uh, too long after on all of our Rick and Bubba social media platforms. Tonight I'll have a look and try to find my face again. All right. This is a, another story uh, that has uh, been kicked around um, people in the sports world about the women's World Cup team. Uh, they're now being criticized for celebrating goals in a blowout, beating uh, Thailand thirteen to nothing, and they're getting some what sportsmanship uh, blowback or something. Yeah. Well, it, 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 Rick, uh, the they're headline, allowed about it, Rick. The headline in the Daily Mail today is "quote disgrace to the game." Disgrace. That's to the game. a little now, much. I, I, you know, I think they should celebrate the fact someone scored a touchdown and kicked two two field goals. <laughs> I mean, this is such a, a refreshing change from the one to nothing boredom of soccer. Right. right. I mean, that. good night. We shouldn't get upset about 13 goals being scored because you may never see it again in your lifetime. Right. Yeah, I like the one, uh, and I don't know her name, uh, Megan. Is it Rap? How do you say her name? Rappaport? This, Rappaport? I've heard I it pronounced. Am, am I just way. throwing that around? I don't even know. I I think that, is that somebody know. on ESPN? Is that it? <laughs> yes, my, my by the way. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how you say her name. I don't know. Uh, how you say the girl's name with the short you should have hair? Well, it, this is not going to tell me how to say it. Right. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> he it. He sees the name. He just doesn't know how. Oh, okay. I, I, I like I think when she does the, the slide holding her leg Kicking. up and puts her hand by. Behind her thigh and is doing her foot. I, know. I don't know what that is. Of course, in my mind, you know the commercial when the guy hits his knees and he slides around the yeah. whole field. Yeah, I yeah. Can't that's doing that. that yeah. is funny. Well, by the way. here here's some of the comments uh, that have been made from the team, and there's one of them I completely disagree <laughs> with because there, there's one of the uh, players uh, in uh, Abby. Wombach, back, Wombach, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Wombach. Yep. And uh, the, the, she's she, a legend. She, in that she, world. she played in, in on the 2015 oh, World Cup team. And what she says, by the way, she's 100% wrong about. Because you know why? Because we have seen this. She's trying to throw out if this had been an all-men's team that ran the score, would they be criticized? Hey, Amy, yes, they would be. Matter of fact, that does happen. When any team runs a score up on people, people always (laughs) comment whether it's male or female. You trying to play the gender card on this one I think Mm -hmm. is goofy. Because running the score up, 
has been a conversation that has been part of sports as long as sports has existed, yep. male or female. Yeah. So this nobody's after y'all because you're women. Okay, they're they're literally asking the question. I'm not saying that I'm condemning it, <clears throat> no. but the question is just a discussion, which I thought is what women's sports wanted, and that is to be treated just like you treat men's sports. Yeah. So if y'all want to be treated just like the men's sport, when you run the score up on somebody, just like yeah. when men's teams do it, people are going to criticize you're you. Gonna, mm-hmm. You're going to have to answer to the scrutiny. Don't, just don't, like don't, a don't play the run in the corner and leave us alone. We're women. You're being mean to us because we're women. That has nothing to do with this. No. There's no Not gender in this story at all. No. This is a sports team running the score up on another sports team uh, representing the country. Is that bad sportsmanship or not? Well, that's, we, the, that's we, the conversation. You know, we see it in football, and the discussion is, well, if you were better, we wouldn't have done it, or, hey, this is my second or third mm-hmm. team. And, you know, we all argue about that depending on we, if it's our favorite team or our nemesis, if that's good or bad. Now, in baseball, Rick, I know that it, it's really considered bad if you start bunting and stealing and you're up like by 10 runs. Right. Um, but there, there's some, you know, baseball can, can call some of that because you deck the next three batters and they quit. Right. Uh, so, you know, it has a way of kind of self-regulating itself a little bit. Football has a little bit of that. You can, you can take a shot at somebody even within the rules of the game that, you know, like I told you that time they let, uh, Manziel kick, kick the field goal. Let me tell you something. If I was playing defense on that team. I would have been penalized and tossed from the game, but Johnny would have got hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm talking about the minute. I mean, I, I would have just said and come in right for Johnny. Yeah, and uh, because you can, now, you can, uh, you know, when you start demoralizing another team, I think that is over the line. Now, some people I don't know enough about soccer nor desire to uh, that this is something about a point system. It does help them in the World Cup to get a better seed. Did I hear I think that? The most criticism, and I don't necessarily feel this way because I don't know enough about the game anyway. Is the celebration? Yeah. If nobody really has a problem with the run-up score. I don't really. Think. Is that true? Because I don't know. I it, think. Well, maybe is some. It just, do, is it just? The I way think there's that, some. But if you know the game, you hear people explain it. Uh, that, the most criticisms come because of the way they were they were hot dogging a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but oh, again, yeah, yeah. like we were saying earlier, they're so used to anytime you score in soccer, you act like the world just came to an end. You rip <laughs> your shirt off and show your sports bra and all that. <laughs> yeah, so well, because you, it doesn't not, happen. You, much. That's what I'm saying, yeah. and they're not used to it. They're just reacting the way you do when you score in soccer. And the know? and that's the how uh, you react. and the head coach for the U.S. Women's Soccer uh, Team, she had a little bit of a spin on it. She said, "If we would have stopped running our offense and playing the game, now we're disrespecting Thailand." And they don't want us to do that. They, this they, is the World Cup. They, this, this is the is World it. Cup. So if we st- sit back at the midfield and just kick it around and don't, you know, try to get the ball towards the goal, then now th- we're disrespecting them. Well, sometimes to mm. me, and again, I don't know know enough about soccer, and I'll, I'll acknowledge that. But we have some people on, on hold who will, and we'll talk to you. I think we're talking about it's the, but but I'm with Greg. Everybody who scores in soccer reacts that way because it's so abnormal. Yeah. And the coach said there's people that have scored for the first time in their entire career, right? Uh, who've World made a Cup. World Cup yeah. goal, yeah. And they're going to respond. Yeah. I think it always has to do with how much time's on the clock. I mean, yeah. if, if you're so far ahead, but there's like you know half the game left. There's only so much you can do, yeah. you know. I mean, but now now when I pull the girls aside yes, and that, say, yeah, yeah. "Hey, look, I know we're up nine ten zero." If we score a couple, let's not go nuts. Let's not act a fool. We've right. done that enough today. I agree. That's rubbing it in their face. Yeah, I agree. And we, let's not do that. And yeah. that's okay to have that teaching moment, but I think we need to lighten up a little bit about this. Right, yeah. but I, I agree yeah. exactly what you said. I've actually – the thing that, you know, if you're a head coach, then you can – I mean, I've been part of situations because I have a pretty straightforward view of this kind of stuff. And as a head coach, 
I would have said, I don't want any more of this demoralizing, yeah. right. rubbing their nose in it. Right. You know, we're going to continue to play. We're going to play hard, but yeah. we're not doing that. Because yeah. I've been part of, of like I said, an assistant yeah. and been with a head coach that runs it up and does this kind of stuff, and it embarrasses me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hate to be part of that. Correct. Because uh, I, I do think it's bad form. Yeah. Uh, and it, and how about this? It'll come back on you. Yes, yeah. it will. You know, and I, here's what gets me is the people who run it up on people, then when somebody runs it up on them, they cry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I'll uh, even go this far. And I don't. Again, I didn't watch it. So let's say, for instance, someone that's come off the bench that this is their moment. They'll never get this moment again. I'm okay with them celebrating a goal. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've if you've put three or four in that day, and this is your fifth one, calm down. Have that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's time and place for everything. There's a way to manage it Look in at a way it individually. that, that, that might have been had more class than right. what they did. But right. it's got nothing to do with gender. Nobody's criticizing you because you're women. Not no. So let's drop that. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Scott. He says that he, he actually has more expertise on this. Scott, what do you think? Share. Well, I mean, I used to coach a little league team, and I started them off when they were five and six. And when we got to the level we had to play on the upper-level field, and I'm 10-year-old, these kids have been with me for five and six, I mean, five years. And I had a coach come over and told me that, hey, uh, we get ahead of y'all since y'all are new to this. We'll coast on y'all. Okay. And then when you tell your kids what the coach say, I said, he said they're going to coast on That fired them up. And we was ahead of them four to nothing before they realized. And I didn't tell the guy that we'd been together for a long time. Uh, not exactly what we're talking about. No. Uh, he just uh, wanted to talk about his team. Yeah. Ben in Birmingham. Ben, what do you think? Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, first time caller. Long that cleared time it up. There. Thank you, buddy. Uh, I just wanted to comment on the score from yesterday is that a lot of people don't realize that in the group stage of the World Cup that uh, the score differential is actually a factor in tiebreakers. Right. So, well, if it, that's the case, run it up. Put twenty on them. If yeah, you that's can. what I'm saying. It's the celebration. No game. Don't, don't have the way a they act score. it after is the. I think I, yeah. what many people have a problem. Yeah, with. I say act up. So you so you you've, you've explained that Ben. So that part we wondered. So you've answered yeah. that. But what? Do you, how do you think about the way they went about it? So I mean, the way they went about it. I mean, I think. I mean, one of the girls, Alex Morgan, the star of the team, I mean, yeah, when she scores her fourth and fifth goal, she might not need to celebrate super hard, but they did have a couple girls come off the bench because obviously they were dominating the team. But like y'all were saying, that if they had one of those girls score, I mean, go for it. I'd say celebrate because that's the biggest stage for soccer, especially for women. Okay. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Top of the hour, and uh, there's different opinions on it. But again, uh, it, it sounds like for the most part, some of the criticism is is kind of gray anyway. I think it's- but the scoring makes sense on the way they do the tournament. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Two conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America. Rick. Six minutes past the hour, you got Rick and Bubba from the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here with us today. Rick and Bubba interns at Rick and Bubba University. Uh, helping out today, Jimmy 92 Tron, Diamond Dell, earning their degree in common sense from Rick and Bubba University. Common sense now deemed a superpower. Welcome back. They've been sitting there on mic number two for 25 solid years. Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, thank you. Glad to be here, and we deeply appreciate the honor. Bubba, it all began in Gadsden, Alabama, 25 years ago this past January 
Uh, and we bring the pride of Atala, Alabama, right outside of Gadsden uh, to the program today. Coach Patrick Nix is going to be visiting with us. Patrick, Patrick played uh, uh, quarterback at, at Auburn University, went on to coach his first coaching job under head football coach Bill Burgess. Yes. There at Jacksonville State, on to Henderson State, <laughs> to Samford, Georgia Tech, Miami, uh, Charleston Southern, and then back into the high school uh, ranks where he is still coaching, uh, Scottsboro High School, and currently the head football coach and two-time back-to-back state champion, Pinson Valley. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, Patrick Nix, uh, you kind of kicked around and known members of the show for a very long time. and. And, of course, uh, it was good to see you at the Hall of Fame induction with, with Dad back in May. And I tell you, if you're going to get started, uh, starting your first coaching job with old Bullet Burgess. <laughs> How I, about that, that? That'll get well, it rolling. On there's it. no doubt that it, I've told a lot of people that the you talk about hardcore football. Yes. You talk about Pat Dye and Bill Burgess, you don't get much more hardcore. Yeah. Than that. <laughs> I mean, you really don't. You um, having those two to get started, that, yeah. boy, that, that'll shoot you right out of the old and People shoot. think it's crazy, but, you know, you talk about all these drills that players do, well, Little known fact, Coach Burgess used to you I mean used to have to do a score drill through the the door of a of an office to see if the coach could score on a coach type of thing. <laughs> so he was doing it that was when serious, you were there yes. too. Yes, I mean it was serious. Yeah. It wasn't like it was uh, you know, we're gonna do this drill with the players. No, we're gonna see the coaches do it first, then to see if it's gonna work with the players. Yeah. So yeah, 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 I mean it was Did you real, have any luck with that? Real, no, I did not. Quarterback I, versus quarterback linebackers was smart. Not I was good. smart enough to stay out of those things <laughs> yeah. and let those guys look like look crazy. Yeah, I tell those other. stories and everybody thinks I exaggerate. Oh. Here's somebody that's not connected. There was no exaggeration about that, was it? No, they get in that door frame. And say who think things go. Cool. Yeah, you don't. That people don't understand. <laughs> just, <laughs> so your coaching style has to reflect those two men because they were the first ones when you were young that were kind of mentoring. Do you? Can you? Can you coach? Obviously, is it legal to do you, that? You now? can't. You can't. You know, my dad was a coach for forty plus uh, that's years. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. So he has a lot of those elements also from the old. Because they're from that same era. But but you have to adapt and i think that both your dad and coach die would have adapted also into the times my dad adapted he coached all the way up to 2009 there was my defensive oh. coordinator at scottsboro right so uh, oh, that was a cool experience but the thing that both of them that all these men have um that made them great is they love the, the the players and so as long as you're loving the players you can about do all sorts of things with them. Now, you're not going to put your hands on them like you used to and all that, but that was your way of loving the kid in those days and teaching them and all that. You grabbed hold of them and looked them in the eyes and all. You can't do those kind of things anymore, but still the basic principles of loving the kid and hard nose and being physical, all those still haven't changed. Um, you just have to go about it a little bit different way. Well, let me ask you this because uh, I, I do believe, and Greg has, has backed this up and Bubba's heard us talk about this many times, I don't know of anybody uh, who handled coaching their sons in high school better than our dad. He truly – we make a lot of jokes and have fun with what a hard-nosed guy that he is, but but he really truly divided the two into two completely different categories and never let them overlap. So you've had the opportunity to coach your sons, uh, and uh, tell me what your style is dealing with really could be a very dicey situation. Uh, there's one category in our house. I mean, yeah. I was dad on the field, dad at home, coach on the field, coach at home. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just that's the way it is. <laughs> right. And, you know, and, and we, uh, and, you know, Bo obviously at Auburn now, and Caleb, I've got a ninth grader about to be a tenth grader that, that's, you know, I mean, we're together every day. Right. And so it's hard to, 
Right. You know, for us, it's hard to divide it out and say that, you know, I'm going to be dad at home and coaching. You know, right. no, I'm dad, coach. I'm the same, yeah. you know, both places. And, I mean, literally, it'll be 11 o'clock at night, and one of the boys may come in and say, Dad, what about this, this, or this? Yeah. Or I might go to them and say, hey, look, we're going to do this tomorrow. I want you to read this guy right here. So, I mean, it's just it's right. a 24-7 deal. What what did you – did you struggle? Does your wife end up being the referee? Uh, it's, it was tough on say. her now. Yeah. It's very tough. <laughs> yeah. very we got tough. a violation, yeah. Coach. Coach. No, come no. on. Yeah, I she, has, she has sent us to our rooms our corners many times look separate leave go i mean it gets to those kind of conversations yeah. so yes i can only remember one time and i didn't find out till i was older that my dad was going to deny greg one of us a, an award that week because we were he felt like too new to the varsity Damn. And Mama went in and straightened that out. Yeah. And, and I never knew about that too. We were older. He was yes. like, no, nah, no, nah, we're not hey. giving this to any kind of sophomore. And she went in there and says, well, now is, was it earned? And, of course, you know, the other coaches, whatever, they were, they were being – I mean, she walked into the film. They were, she, they were watching film in the living room. Yeah. And uh, she said, if the boy did it, he ought to get the award. And basically, basically said, and, I, and, and you can decide what your life's going to be like in this house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, and he got the award. Yeah, got the award. <laughs> but anyway, the, uh, the yeah, mom always wins. But, yes. But the, I guess what I'm talking about, did you find yourself – and you're, you're fortunate because, obviously, your, your son, Bo, played at a level that no one ever questioned daddy ball or anything like that. But did, did, was was the most difficult part of it saying because there's two sides of it, and I know that Dad even you know as we got older he would tell us you don't want to over compliment your son, but you don't want to under compliment him either because sometimes you know Dad's first thought is I'm just not going to compliment them at all, so I don't get into that. But that's really not fair either. If the, if your kid like any player is doing well, and the press comes up and says, "Well, tell me how Bo played," you know, and if he played well, you ought to say he played well. And I think that it may be tougher on a dad to compliment their own son at the right balance than it is to get on to him. Yeah. It's, it's very tough. I yeah. think that's probably the hardest thing that I had to deal with. Is um, And, you know, and, and you're, you would think that as good as Bo was, that people would, you know, just sort of, okay, he, he's, he is really good. He's number one rated quarterback in the country. Uh, no, we still, I still have people out there, whether it be at Scottsboro or, or Pinson, wherever. But, uh, my son would, would have been better than him or just as good if he'd let him play. You know, and it's like, okay. So, so that you still know. happens oh, no yeah. matter what oh, level yeah. the yes. player. You're going to get the daddy I mean, ball charge no, no matter doubt. what you do. Yeah. No doubt. And, and, and the thing do. that I learned quickly, you know, Bo started as an eighth grader. He, the second half of his eighth grade year, um, we let him play. And it was goes back to what you said a minute ago. He was deserving. He was the best quarterback. But I wouldn't play him. And all finally, we had an off week, and the coaches came to me and said, Patrick, we've got to play him. He is the best quarterback. He gives us the best chance to win. And I was like, I just I can't do it, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I just it doesn't, you know, but he was the best quarterback. So finally during that off week, I realized he is the best quarterback. Even though he's an eighth grader, it doesn't matter. So I played him. And you know, it, it it's tough. It's very tough to do that, but even if they are deserving, right? Because you know everybody's yeah. going to be a naysayer. Everybody's going to have something to say about it. Everybody's going to gripe about it. But I learned then that it doesn't matter what anybody else is saying. Right. Just believe in how you coach him. And like you said, coach him just like you would everybody else. And uh, and it was a hard thing to do and still is a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, but you have to do your best to coach him just like you would everybody else. So, uh, yeah, and I think Greg and I both can talk about it. it when you, When your dad did say, hey, and it always was the staff. It was never dad. You know, we, we had position coaches. And we never did have dad as a position coach, and I think hmm. you know. So he, you know, he was overall, but our position coaches usually would go to him and say, "Here's the guys that need to play." But I, I don't know about you, Greg, but I always felt like when you when you got the nod, and you definitely knew you earned it because it wasn't going to be given to you. You felt like I need to play at a level that doesn't make dad look bad. 
You know what I mean? I mean, little extra little pressure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you, well, you you need you need to be you know anybody who says that your dad's playing you because he's your dad, you need to play in a way that makes him look absolutely stupid. Patrick, yeah. I, I know a lot yeah. is made about you coaching your son because he has got so many headlines uh, and, and was such a great player. But you and your dad, yeah. I want to look back the other way for a minute. So, you, I, And I did yeah. not know your dad was your defensive coordinator either. at Scottsboro. That, That's, that was what a to me. cool experience. So how is that? I mean, you, you obviously you're scoring a lot of points. And you're in some of these games where it's back and forth. Do you ever go, hey, hey, if we can get oh, a stop, I, we're going to win I, this I here, Coach? You, no, 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 you don't no, realize now. Say that. <laughs> now, realize my dad is one of the windiest coaches all time in the state of Georgia. Um, oh, he, yeah. Well, he had a great career. straight yeah, years absolutely. of 10 or more wins as a head coach. Uh, so how do you manage that side uh, of it? So <laughs> you got on your sideline, not only your dad, but one of the best high school head coaches that's that's been right. through there. So here you are, and, and it's like – Dad, I, I, we're losing contain. Can we widen out that end? Uh, you know, Dad, we're losing contain. Can we widen out that end? Dad, do whatever you want to. Go right for it. But, but you know, quite honestly, he's, he's, he is the best coach I've ever been around. So, what did you call was, him on the field? Most time, Dad. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, because if you called him Coach Nix, there was two Coach Nix. You know, <laughs> yeah. and so Bo called him Coach Dad because that's what they call him. Bo called me Dad. Uh, but you're talking about dynamics now. Um, three very stubborn, hard-headed individuals between my dad, myself, and Bo. Yeah. Um, there was many a times where dad would walk by me and say, hey, back off of him. You know, and I'd be look. I'd look at him and say, "Wow, you're such a granddad." <laughs> Twenty years ago, yeah, you buddy, were years ago, you were ripping my tail, and you weren't even blinking at it. Right, you know, yeah. and now you're going to act like you know, yeah. lay off of him a little bit. Yeah. Come on, Dad. <laughs> you know, well, uh, but no, that. there was there, there was those moments that you know he would walk. He would say, "Punt the ball." You know, what are you going for? Punt the ball. You know, and so so he would weigh oh, in. Oh yes, he would weigh in, and yeah. um, and but I was thankful for it. I mean, you got a wealth of knowledge right there to do that. But but yeah, there were moments on the sideline yeah. between all of us that. <laughs> would be a lot of fun. <laughs> you were in the middle. Y'all need, y'all need to have a reality series. Oh, it would have been a great reality show. <laughs> we'll come back. Uh, Patrick in the middle. Patrick Nix. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, has written a book, uh, David Had a Dad. Uh, and, and we'll weigh in on that a little bit and continue to have some fun. Uh, there's so much we can talk about with Coach Patrick Nix. We'll talk about the book when we come back with Father's Day coming up this weekend. Hang in there. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes past the hour, of the Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six, we be big is the number. As we make our way back, Coach Patrick Nix is with us. Um, Father's Day coming up this weekend, Coach. And uh, so, rundown: you have a pile of Nixes, the, the Nix group. Uh, give us the current standing with all of your children. Uh, children. Well, well, first, you know, I got my wife is Krista. Oh, of course, and, uh, right. you can't miss out on no. that one because Krista, is, is she runs the, the show. Boss. Yeah. She is the boss, yeah. the yeah. head coach. She, yeah. she right. does yeah. it all. Yeah, yeah. no um, doubt. And so she is actually about to fly out to Europe um, as we speak. She's in the Atlanta airport. She may be listening, may not be, um, but um, but definitely, her and my chair just went. Yeah, right your calf, your yeah. calf hit it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know what happened? Y'all there. Seen that before? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, you know what that was? There we go. It just dawned on him. He's got all the kids to himself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's scary. Mm. Um, but then I've got Emma Grace. Emma Grace is 21, junior at Auburn, nursing school, um, doing great and, you know, very proud of her. Um, then I've got Bo, who's 19, freshman at Auburn. Um, then I've got Caleb, who's 16, 
who is a, about to be a sophomore there at Pinson, and then I've got Sarah, who runs the show. Mm-hmm. Um, she's 11, about to be a sixth grader, and, mm-hmm. and really does run the show. Co-boss. Um, and then we've got a, we've got a, a plus one that we call in Tez, um, Tez Johnson, who has lived with us, one of our players there at Pinson that's lived with us for over a year now, and uh, he's our sort of our plus one. We used to be Nick Six, the Nick Six. Now we're Nick Seven. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you know, what's the difference between adding, you know, going from six to seven? There's not a whole lot of difference. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, really now you just you can yeah. add as many as you want now. <laughs> uh, so the book you 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 wrote this book in 2011, mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 I think we even talked about that when it first came out. But uh, had the opportunity to have you come speak to our men at the men's ministry at uh, at our church, and I was really blown away by this 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 moment. You know, we all know the story about David and Goliath, and and we and it's all pretty familiar to us, whether you're a believer or not. But there, there's something that's said by by Saul that 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 really spoke to that culture and kind of speaks to the theme of the, of the book. So, kind of tell everybody about that. It may be something that they also missed, even thinking they knew everything about this story. Well, most of us, when we talk, we know the story. Like you said, you know the story of David and Goliath, right? Um, but you, that's the story you know is David and Goliath. You know that David went out and fought Goliath and and beat the giant and all that kind of stuff. But but what we miss, in my opinion, at the beginning and the end of the story is this man by the name of Jesse. Um, and, and Jesse happens to be David's dad. And, you know, at the beginning of the story, you hear the, uh, the, the description of Goliath, how he had everything. He had this, he had that. You know, I even remember back in the day when Speedy was talking about what baseball bat to buy out for a travel team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that reminds me of, of what Goliath had. Goliath had the best bat. He had the best travel team. He had all this stuff, the Bible tells us. Mm-hmm. And the only description it tells of David is that David was a son of, of Jesse. So David had a dad. Goliath had all this other stuff. Um, and really struck me, um, and I'd studied David and Goliath, I'd study because all of us want to be like David because he's a man after God's own heart. So and when you're growing up and you hear that as a 16-year-old guy, you wanna, you're like, yeah, I want to be like that guy. So you start studying David. Well, you go to David and Goliath, and you want to talk about the fight and him winning and all that. And then the more I studied and when I became a dad and things like that, you realize there's this guy named Jesse. And then at the very end, after David has killed him, David's literally carrying the head around and we can get it. How big do you think that cranium was? That was right? a, you head. That's a noggin, wasn't it? How he was he would have oh won the big gosh. head challenge. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah. so David, the little, David is carrying his head around and Saul looks over and says, whose son is that young man? And so there's something about Jesse. And you know, to me, I want somebody to say whose son is that young man or that young girl and because, not that I've done anything, but through God's Word, I've tried my best to bring them up in a godly way, and I've got, I have godly children because of it, um, because of God's blessing. And, and so I think Jesse, in, in, in the book David Had a Dad, I think there's ten principles, at least, of ten that I wrote down that, that I think that we as parents, as you know, mom or dad, um, can train up our children, male or female, to go in to give them a chance to live a godly life. Yeah, and and I, I had never caught that at the end. Saul doesn't ask who is him, you know, like hey, tell me about this guy. He said, Who's whose son is this? Because yes. what he wanted to know is what kind of yeah. dad produced yeah. this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And what Absolutely. what else has he got? Right. And is that right. not as a dad, is right. that not the best compliment ever? Yeah. Is it that, is. you know, they they look and say, Holy cow, whose son is that? Right. You know, that 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 basically and, and I, th- I think, and we always, and that's the thing, when you think about David and Goliath, you stop when he chops the head off. I mean, that's where you stop the story because the story ends there, right? right. So chop the head off. Now, the story doesn't end there. Right. There's so many more. The story continues on because it's, it's got a lot to do with Jesse, um, you know, and, and the things that he taught David and, you know, to, for David to be able to go and do the things that he did. 
You know, uh, it was, you, some of those principles that you were talking about and, and you've unpacked, give, give us a couple of them. What are some of the principles that, that you find? You don't have to give the whole book away. Yeah, but just, uh, just you know, some some little things. And there's a bunch in there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, just think about it. Just think of, um, you know, when, when Jesse told David to go visit his brothers. Right. Okay, let's think about our boys or our children, yes. especially our boys. Yeah. And at our house, we have this thing called um, laundry that we struggle with. We <laughs> right. really do. It's a struggle. Mom goes and washes it, dries it, folds it, puts mm. it on the couch, and it'll sit there literally as long as it does until we need to go and get it to wear it. I mean, that's just the way we are. Yeah, right, that's the yeah. way guys It's a mobile are. closet. It, yes, yeah. it does not yeah, matter. That's well, right. when you tell the boys, go put their clothes up, Putting their clothes up means getting it off the couch and getting it to your room. No, you're right. Right? I've, I've lived, well, then I've, mom gets mad about that. Well, you know, don't just put it. Well, you got to be detailed. And when you think about it, think about what Jesse told David when he told him to go. He told him the exact amount of cheese to take, the exact <laughs> amount of this. That's the way we've got to be as dads and as parents with our with our kids, especially boys. Mm-hmm. We've got to be detailed. We've got to tell them what we're expecting of them if we expect them to do it. Um, right. And so we can't say, hey, uh, you know, you need to read your Bible today. No, let's give them a, a plan to read. Let's read right. it with them. Let's just, you know, right. almost every morning I text um, all of my key family members um, and possible future family members um, a verse, you know, that, that at least I know. I'm not saying, hey, you read, need to read your Bible today. No, let's be more detailed, you know, with that kind of stuff. And I think Jesse was very detailed with David, you know, and, and I think we have to be detailed with our children, you know, especially boys. Yeah, you yeah. do, especially Espe- teenagers. Yeah, and, and like you said, especially the males. I've even know this, noticed this even in men's ministry. Never assume that a male understands what yeah. you're talking about. No doubt. Never assume that. <laughs> no doubt. Never look to a male and go, you know what I mean. Yep. No, tell them exactly. <laughs> yes. what, or they're not going to get it. Right, tell yeah. them exactly not what you're talking it. about. You talked about that. We got home. Mom said take the suitcases from a trip now. Take the suitcases downstairs. Well, downstairs is the closet they're supposed to be in. Where do you think the suitcases were? Downstairs. At the bottom downstairs. of the stairs. At the bottom yes. of the stairs. Yes. Yeah. And she I, said take them downstairs. And I walked in. I said, y'all were so close. I mean, just another foot. Yeah. And, and you, you would have had it. You but it didn't click. It didn't click. You got to tell them downstairs closet we'll yeah. come back more with patrick nicks uh david had a dad available at amazon uh, just look for it there rick and bubba rick and bubba's in ohio rick and bubba rick and bubba pass the gravy please rick and bubba rick and bubba oh it brings me to my knees rick and bubba rick and bubba i can't start another 35 minutes past the hour of the rick and bubba show we're back thanks for being with us mypillow.com Go there right now. When you go to MyPillow.com, be sure you bring the old promo code Bubba with you because right now, if you need to add some MyPillows or maybe you're one of the very few people that are not sleeping on a MyPillow, uh, now's the time to move because uh, Mike Lindell's never offered them at $34.99 a pillow. I'll tell you that. And the promo code Bubba will get you the best offer that has ever been offered, uh, two of them for $69.98. That's $34.99 uh, per pillow. And now you can also, if you've already got your pillows covered, and you don't need any my pillows, but you want to get the Giza Dream Sheets, or maybe you want to get the, the mattress topper from my pillow. We have all those at the house. Then it's thirty percent off um, with with the code Bubba. So it's going to help you either way uh, with any of these items. So go to mypillow.com or rickandbubba.com, and you'll find it right there under the sponsors button. Patrick Nix is with us, uh, uh, Coach Patrick Nix, of course, also former player at Auburn University as quarterback, has uh, had a great coaching career in college and, and high school, and is currently still coaching high school at Pinson Valley High School out of Birmingham. Uh, his son, Bo Nix, also will uh, be is a highly touted freshman uh, at Auburn, and we've been talking about the book that he wrote called David Had a Dad Here for Father's Day, uh, and this takes on the concept that is in the Bible 
of the, the comments that are made after David takes on Goliath, whose son is that? Uh, and so uh, Patrick Nix has taken that truth and gone there, uh, and, it's, and there's, a, there's a lot of concepts in here from uh, what the Scriptures say about David having a dad and how important that was. And, and one of those things that you, you were mentioning um, in, in the book is, uh, is about when David, you know, it's one thing to decide to do what God told you to do. Of course, you got to be prepared what it's going to be like to actually do it. No doubt. You know, just think of, of David's day. I mean, just one thing that I think is incredible don't, that people miss out on also is, you know, David got up early that morning to take off. What if David would have been a little bit lazy and waited until mid-morning and went? Would he have ever heard Goliath come down? I mean, th- have you ever thought about that, that if he hadn't have done his job early in the morning? Right. Would it, so he's, he's traveled all this way. He's done all this. He gets there has no idea he's about to go fight. His brothers tell him to shut up and get back because, you know, what are you trying to do? He's put on Saul's armor that weighed, you know, way too much for him and everything. And so finally, David gets down there, chooses his stones, and is able to walk out to face Goliath. Um, and if you notice in the story, you got all these characters all the way through the story, but then all of a sudden there at the end, it's like, where'd everybody go? All right. of a sudden, David's all by himself. Even Goliath had his shield bearer out there with him, and David, poor David's out there all by himself. And so part of it to me as a dad that we have to, to make sure our kids understand is that, that it's, it's sometimes it's lonely at the top. Sometimes when you're trying to follow Christ, when you're trying to do what's right, when you're trying to make A's in the classroom, um, when, you're, when you're saying no to drugs and alcohol, when you're saying no to sex, when you're, when you're doing the things that you're supposed to do, it's lonely because there's not a lot of people that are doing it today. And so you got to realize that every once in a while when you go face your giants, you're going to be by yourself. And, um, and so you better be equipped, first of all. You better be equipped to face that giant. But you better re- and just realize that you are by yourself and it's okay to be by yourself. Um, you know, that, that he went in the name of his God, David did. And as long as we're going in the name of Jesus Christ, we can, we can face any giant we're going to face if we're prepared. But just know you're going to be by yourself. There's, there's everybody else, you know, I think I left something back up on the hill. You know, hey, hey, David, I'll be back. I, <laughs> I'll be right I promise back. you, I got you. I, but I got yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, and it's tough. You know, it's really tough. You know, like, I mean, I can talk about Bo, you know, being a, a college quarterback. Um, there's going to be times when, when it's very lonely, you know, whether you're throwing into a net by yourself because you can't get anybody else to come up there and throw with you or, or whether you're going up there on a Sunday morning to get an ice tub because your, your body's beat up and nobody else, everybody else wants to sleep in or, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, there's so many things that in order to be great at whatever you do, sometimes it gets really lonely because not everybody can go to those levels. And whatever it is that we're doing, um, you know, you look around and you're the only one doing it. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It right. just means keep going. And Patrick, I'm excited about chapter six. Don't be afraid to dance. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, and that Amen. got you removed from the Baptist church. Uh, on uh, yes. No, I'm yes. Just Don't you can't be doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> just, you know, uh, I'm just kidding. But yes. but no, you you make the point, and I think I think really that that point needs to be driven home. Is if you're a follower of Christ and you want to pass your faith on to your children now. They get to an age they have to decide. Okay, nobody has a relationship, and I try to teach mine this. Your relationship with Christ is not vicariously through me or your mom. It has to be your own. We can introduce you to you. We can we can live it out in front of you. We can make the mistakes and tell you why that was a mistake. But you're going to have to decide at some point whether you're going to be a follower of Jesus or not. And uh, you can't do that through your parents. But I think we have to let them know that, that Christ, to what you just said, says now when you're doing the right thing, the result of that on earth may end up you at the dorm by yourself with no one who wants to go do anything with you because 
they know you won't do what they want to do. And just like you're talking about, you know, in football, you, you just had this big win and everybody's ready to celebrate. And the celebration that they want to have is in conflict with your devotion to Christ. And suddenly you even may, may have played a big part in the win, and, but you're ending up sitting at the dorm room by yourself. And, and you know, just and, think as dads some, also, yeah. the example we can set, because over 50% of marriages fail. Well, why aren't we the ones fighting for our marriage, right. even if we're the only ones fighting for it? Why aren't we the ones fighting for our kids, even if we're the only ones fighting for them? You know, right. so as dads, we got a lot of that responsibility too. It's it's our job, you know, as a dad. Sometimes being a, a dad that's holding our son accountable and our daughter accountable, it's lonely because not many parents want to do that anymore. We, you know, but as a dad. That's our job. That's what we're called to do as a dad. And sometimes even as dads, it's going to be lonely doing what you're supposed to do and, and not staying at the office too late, not going out drinking with the buddies, not going out to the golf course all day Saturday, but choosing to be around your children, choosing to be around your wife. You know, sometimes it's even lonely for husbands and fathers to do what's right because the world will tell you to do something different. Um, but that's not what's right. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. So even as a dad and as a husband, sometimes – you know, it's kind of lonely. It's a, it's a, it's a job that that not everybody wants to do. You know, there's a lot of dads out there that that have children that aren't being very good fathers because it's, it's a hard job. Well, yeah, it is hard. Uh, you know, to to do it, to and do it's it a big right. responsibility. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, certainly, there's examples where there are women who are wives that are are not understanding the biblical call of their husband, and they're an issue. And that that certainly can yes. happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But most of the issues that I found myself in the middle of, it really wasn't that. Usually, not every time, let me be clear, but most of the time, it's nothing but a guy who has given the role of the spiritual leader of the home to the wife because he doesn't want to do it. She didn't really want to do it. She got stuck with it. She had to. Yeah, and, and, and I've seen that. And one of the things that, that you've, you, know, you, you and I have talked about, and, and I found it even with, you know, I know your wife, my wife, and, and, and the wife's represented here, most of them are women who have who have decided that they are devout to Jesus and and they certainly know the word of God and but at the same time even these wives still need a husband to be a husband to them as a spiritual leader and of course you know we discovered that and Sherry wrote about that in her book and in our time of great despair she said you know nobody else could be my husband and nobody else could be the children's father and i had a pastor tell me and I just, I, I mean, I'll never forget it. A friend of mine sitting across from me one day, and sometimes, like you said a minute ago, especially males, you just got to tell us straight. And yeah. he, and he said, "Here's the bottom line." Like you just talked about, if somebody else is a spiritual leader for your wife and your children, they are a better husband and father than you are. Mm. Now, take that and chew on that for just yeah. a minute, and uh, because we can't be replaced, so whoever replaced us did the most important job, and you say, well, I go out there and I earn the money. Yeah, but if you didn't do that, whoever did is a better husband and right. father than you are. You know, you can, you can find people bring money in. Yep. You know, and, and I think the other thing is when we buy into some of the world's garbage, it's not, the, it's not the quantity of time you spend with your kids, it's the quality. Well, that's nowhere in the Bible. That's yeah. something the world made <laughs> yeah. up. That's what you're, somebody – That's a convenient your, excuse. Uh, your boss won't buy into that. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, like I said, you know, talk about you know, we, we, perfect example of that. I've used this example many times. You know, when we talk about you know, I'm devoted to my faith and I'm devoted to Jesus, and uh, and of course we always know what. And your kids see it. Yes, which is important. 
your kids are not listening to what you say. Absolutely. They're watching what you do. Because, you know, we all know the right things to say pretty much, mm-hmm. you know. But they're saying, well, does dad really believe that? Well, how do I, how you know if your daddy believes it, son or daughter? Well, I'm going to watch him. Right. And, and so I, I, this one hit me in the head so solid in my faith. What if we went to our wives most Sundays, not every, because, you know, we we'll come every Sunday. But most Sundays, if it's not too inconvenient, we went to our wives. Now, look, they're going to see us in the morning, and they, they don't need to count on seeing us after lunch. Lunch is the max, okay? And we come in and we say, we sing songs to them. We say we love them. Now, about noon, we're gone. We bring them flowers. Not every Sunday, because some Sundays it might be inconvenient, but m- some Sundays. And then they never hear from us again, and our kids never hear from us again. And we keep showing up every so often on some Sundays, not every Sunday. And we spend a half a day with them and tell them how much we love them, how devoted we are to them. Now, when we're gone, we're chasing other women, going after things we really care about. We're doing the things we really want to do. We do that for six days. And some Sundays, we come back and say, I love you. Do you think they buy that garbage? Absolutely not. Why do we think Jesus does? Because that's a great question. Well, that's exactly how we do it. Yeah, no. and why do we think Jesus buys that? It's it's uh, you know, and I think that unfortunately, you're exactly right. That's what we've done with our, our families too. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. we, you know, I think you know, just thinking about fatherhood, the invention of the car, I think really hurt fatherhood because back in the old school, your sons came to work with you, you worked yeah. close to your house because you couldn't get far off, so so you were around your kids a lot more. Yeah. Well, now we we move out as far as we can, drive into work. And then drive. We're never around them anymore. You know, somebody else is raising our kids, whether it be a teacher or mom, whatever. And I think that we intentionally, as dads, have got to reverse that trend. You know, that's one reason why I stepped away from college football. I wanted to be around my kids. I wanted to follow. I wanted to be the dad to my kids. Boy, at college is a different game. It's a different Mm -hmm. game. It's you know the and and nothing against those guys. There were some great guys, great dads, Mm -hmm. great husbands in college football. Just for me at the time, I needed to be around my kids. And, and, and raise my kids, you know, and that, mm. I was very convicted of that. And so, um, but too many dads now um, were so invested at work. Like you said, we got to bring the money home. You know, well, that's what Goliath had. And we do need Goliath to be a good provider. We do. Now, the Bible says Absolutely. be a good provider. Yes. But, but, that, but that, that, that's not all it says. It's not all just about bringing the money home. You right. know, Goliath had all that stuff, but David had a dad. You right. know, David had a dad, and I'm convinced that there's no doubt they sat around campfires and talked about, you know, what God did for the Israelites to, to take them through the Red Sea and the different stories that David sat there hearing. And so when you walk out to faith Goliath, you're like, hey, look, dude, my, my God's already done all this. Right. You're nothing. Right. You know, so he's already heard all those stories. He right. knows that. He's been empowered to that. Yeah. You know, and he learned who was going to give him no Goliath, doubt. and it wasn't going to be his ability to be. And he learned it from his dad. Yeah. He learned you know? from that. Right. And so God's going to deliver you into my yes. hands. Yes. You know? Because it's a, he's pretty big compared to a little boy, but compared to the great I am, oh, Goliath ain't real big at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I, I, we got we to talk about these rocks you brought. Yeah. Uh, we'll yes. come back. We'll talk about that, and we'll wrap up with Coach Patrick Nick. The book is David Had a Dad. Go to Amazon.com, and you can find it there. And also, we put their Facebook page and show notes at RickandBubba.com. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Seven minutes to the top of the hour, wrapping up our time with Coach Patrick Nix. The book is David Had a Dad, Great for Father's Day Week. Let's find it on Amazon. All right, so, Coach, you came in with with a bag full of rocks. 
And I'll be honest, not every a lot of people bring in their book. Yeah. Not everybody brings in a bag of rocks. Now we've had an astronaut or two that brought one in, <laughs> yeah, that's but right. that's uh, yeah. Not not this many though, and not that size. Tell us where these rocks came from. Well, man. we were fortunate. May of of seventeen, two thousand seventeen, Krista and I went to um, the Holy Land, and so when we were there. We had done all this stuff, and it was you know, obviously when you when you studied David, you got to be able to go to the valley and and, and just see everything. Yep. And so um, we were fortunate to find uh, a gentleman in the the ministry. We were there; they'd been la- living there for about twenty years. Um, and and crazy how it works. He played high school football in South Georgia. I knew who his coach was. I mean, it's crazy how God – it's not crazy. God put it all together. It's almost like he and knows so, what he's yeah, doing. Exactly. Yeah, right. And so we get to talking. And so finally I said, look, man, is there any way you can take me where David had – oh, yeah, let's go. So we jump in his car. We start driving. And um, that could be a whole day in itself of telling that story. Sure. Of, I mean, unreal. Because um, you're literally – you're not in protected area anymore. You're you're yep. in, in some rough terrain, rough territory. Um, and they're still fighting over there just in case people didn't realize right. that. And so – it never stopped. So it never stopped. Years. And so, so we drive off and, and, and end up. Um, he puts his his car. And we go up the, to the top of the hill um, to where David the Israelites would have been. And how they know that now? David came back later and built a little fortress there that have they have excavated. I've got pictures. They've excavated. He came back and built a little fortress there when he was king on where the Israelites would have been. So you can stand there and look to the other side through the valley to the other side where the, where the Philistines would have been, right there in the valley where they would have fought. And so you literally you walk down, and there is still – that's dried up now, but there's still a stream bed right there to where you can tell David would have walked right through this, and he would have bent down, picked up his rocks from right here, and went out to fight Goliath. And you talking about a surreal moment now. And and I could I told Chris I can't leave here. And I only brought four because the fifth one's still in Glass Head somewhere. So I, you, know, <laughs> it's, you know I just couldn't take five. I could only take four. Right. Um. And so, but 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 I you know I grabbed and you can tell they're all different sizes. Because like you know, Bubba and I were just saying, David was prepared. David didn't just walk out there and say, "God, I need your strength now." You know, I got to have you here. And we were talking about that. No, David had fought the lions and the bears. Yep. He knew how every rock would fly. He knew that, hey, this big rock right here that I picked up, it's going to go a little bit shorter. So if I get really close to him, I'm, I can take this one right here. These smaller ones, they might go a little bit farther. You know, I got the one that was flat. It might have been, I got to curve it just a little bit. Cause I, I guarantee you now, just think of David when he was tending those sheep. I think he sat there. We would put a, a Coke bottle up there and throw at it. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably put a rock up there or, or <laughs> saw a fly or something and would throw that sling, that, that rock at it. So David had hit the smallest of things. David was prepared. So, so when David walked out, he probably looked at Goliath and thought, well, this, this rock will be perfect to go right between his, you know, his, his eyes right there. This is the perfect size. And so, so you can just, I can imagine him picking up those rocks. And you know, quite honestly, I've not even washed them. This is still the dirt that came from there. Mm. And I can't believe I've got them through customs. But yeah, I, I did a good job of hiding them. Are they big on you bringing those back? No, they're not. But I did a good job of hiding them and was taught how, you know, hey, yeah. if you're going to do it, Terrible. you better do it like this. Patrick, you're yeah. I know yeah. it. Well, so, but, but, I mean, just... Just think of how it, even it doesn't make the that. miracle any smaller. But no. the point yeah. is, is very important. David didn't wander out there and go, hey, is that a slingshot? Let me try that. Right. It, mm-hmm. it, God delivered the victory. He gave the talent. He set the stage. But he was prepared. And I think, and what I think you just that's said, key for us. Absolutely. In everything we do. He gave him when you just he gave him a gift to be able to use a slingshot. Yep. God gave him that gift. But David had to take that gift work on and work on it. 
and perfect it. Um, God doesn't just give you a gift and it's, it's already perfected. No, See, that was eye-opening to me, I guess, studying that, because you always think, yeah, God did it and he picked it up. But that was not the first time he used a slingshot. No. He'd probably done it 10,000 times yes. out on those lonely hills. I mean, he had time to write books, write songs. He had a lot yes. of spare time you, on his hands. Just shepherd <laughs> job is not a not a, not a sought after job. No, it was the lowest boring. of the low. And we just he just tells us of the, yep. the line of the bear he killed. How many you think he ran off right. by throwing at him and hitting him and running him off and everything else? I mean, he just told about the two. He killed. It's not like just one line and one bear came and took some sheep. No, it, it, you're right. It was yeah. a constant. Did thing. you look into it at all? And I've, I don't know where anybody even can confirm this. And people have gone back and looked. That there also was the reason why he had the number of rocks he has because Goliath had brothers. Yeah, they people say I've heard I, that. I've, too, I've that, heard that, that he was that ready he had to four take brothers, them. On he was to, ready to take them on too. Yeah. No, I've never seen anything of of concrete evidence to. My personal opinion is is what I was saying. I think he chose the rocks for the situation. I've never heard that angle before, into. but that's yeah. I mean, different styles for yeah, different I know, things. You know, a quarterback. You use I mean, a rifle sometimes, a shotgun absolutely. sometimes. Yeah. You're not gonna go hunting, you know, a deer with the same rifle or the same gun that you're gonna go hunting this. I mean, everything's different. Only a quarterback would have come up with that angle. Well, and a defensive lineman never saw that. Right. When you're a quarterback, right. there's different throws you make. That's you all know, I can think of is attacking. Put touch on some, right. throw yeah. some hard. You, you got different throws that you make. I understand. You know he had the same thoughts that when yeah. he bent down and picked it up, that he thought, well, I better take this rock for this, this rock for this. this. That actually makes sense. Because truthfully, David knew he only needed one rock. Right. Think about it. He chose five, but he knew he only needed one. But he was prepared one. for he other just, scenarios that God might present. Absolutely. Right. Which rock am I going to need? He only needed the one to kill him, but i got to make sure I've got that one in my repertoire to be able to – that's a big word. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, know what you mean. Hey, hey, on this show – You can get this pastor get hurt. that pretty quick. Don't don't oh on this God. show, we know what you meant. <laughs> i got to ice my tongue when I get back on that. I think I pulled it. Oh. No, thanks for being with us, Coach. Really. Great, great being here, Well, guys. and you talk about that prep. I mean, let's say, hey, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to go out and defend God. Well, you're not if you don't know the Word of God. Amen. You, know, you think he's going to put you in position to defend him if you don't know what you're talking about? So you got to prepare. Yep, got to prepare. Thanks a lot, Coach. Appreciate thanks you being with enjoyed us. enjoyed being in here. David had a dad. It's available at Amazon. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Warning. This program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultant goobs. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Experience. Six minutes now, six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. It's another hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 25 years now coming to you from the Rick and Bubba Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. We've been here for the last 12 years or so. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy all in the mix today. Eddie Van Adler's got YouTube. We'll talk about the tubers here for just a moment. Rick and Bubba University, Jimmy 92-tron, Diamond Dell earning their degree in common sense, which has now become a superpower. Welcome back for a brand new hour, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Bubba. Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba family. So, uh, speaking of the tubers, you know we we have we have a Gunnersville treaty, and and then you know, and that's really for the biggies. There's a little bit of mischief that sometimes will people go back and forth. Is that a violation? Is it not? And we'll we'll rule on it here or there. But there is something that's that's pretty much understood here. That if you are, if you do something to one of our buddies here, to each other, and you don't get in trouble in the Gunnersville Treaty violation, you know that person is looking to get you back at some point. 
Yes. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. It is. Yeah, it's almost you expect it. It's almost like the judge allows will let the person who who was offended mm-hmm. have a have a free shot back. It's kind of like rubbing mm-hmm. is racing. Right. As long as there's that's no right. There you go. Now, what's happened is computers uh, are just wide open here in the plaza. The little laptops are everywhere. And if you leave yours unattended, somebody can take over your laptop and, 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 and act like that they, that they are you. And so this, Helmsley, you first of all have to admit that you did this to Speedy. On two occasions, I've done this to Speedy. Right. And this, kept it clean, kept you, it fun, but I had some fun with it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah not doing anything off color, but we, you, you went in and pretended to be Speedy in the Rick and Bubba YouTube chat room. Yes. When we, in the past, I've done it when we're doing Willow Meet because we mm-hmm. rotate chairs. I yeah. fly cover over who's calling, what they're winning to kind of help the intern. Speedy's over by the wheel. It opens up his computer and he leaves it there. So, and, and so I went in and had some fun. Did it on two occasions. <laughs> it was good clean fun but there i knew at some point there would be payback and that has happened today so today the the rick and bubba youtubers were now able to see you pretending to be helmsy yeah well um so you know a lot of times on heavy guest days uh we'll play musical chairs and and and, and i'll give up my seat and move around yeah. and do whatever and and then as helmsy said sometimes I'm moving to other seats that that are normally occupied by another member of the show, but they're off doing something in another part of the room. Well, I just happened to find myself sitting at Helmsy's mic. Just happened to. And and I looked, <laughs> and it's like the computer talked to me and said, I'm right here. Right, you know? right. And, mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh, let me pull up. I wonder if he's still logged in. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled up the chat room, and sure enough, there's yeah, Michael and Amanda Helms. Yeah, now, go. before and, he gets into what he said, mm-hmm. I want to tell you what I was doing when this is going on. I'm okay. so excited. Okay, so Braden is playing a golf tournament this morning. Mm-hmm. And so my wife works full time, so she has to go get him, get him started. And then when the show's over, I'll go complete the, the round with him. And so she said, hey, uh, important time if you talk to Braden now before his golf tournament starts. Like, I really need you to talk to him, tell him whatever you need to tell him. Now's the time Now's to do the that. Now's the time. Yeah. So I'm standing back there oh, in the hall gosh. where oh, we have TVs. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the phone with Braden, and I said, yeah, hey, son, listen. Hey, tough golf course today. You yeah. just need to know that going into this, it. This greens this. are going to be fast. Right. Hey, if you're going to miss, miss front or middle of those greens. Don't don't dare try to go for pins in the back. It's nothing but trouble. I'm in this serious conversation about golf with him, okay? And I just happen to look up at the TV <laughs> oh, back there, no. and I see Speedy just a typing away, and he has the <laughs> biggest grin on his face. Because he knows he's that <laughs> and, and I said, hey, son, hold on a minute. <laughs> and I take a picture of the TV so I can see, right. so I've got proof to say, right. hey, I saw you. You know, what are you talking about? No, I saw you. Look, here it is. <laughs> right. And then I get back on. Sorry, Braden. I back to what's something. He said, what's going on? I said, nothing. I'll explain later. Uncle but it was something. funny because just happened to look. I just happened to look. I'm in this serious conversation, right. heart to heart with my up. son. Yep. And I look up and I see this big grin. Yeah. <laughs> And just typing away. So, 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 Speedy, what are some of the because well, first of you all, you claim that the the tubers loved it. Yeah, well, I, I, I first of all, it's it's you know Michael and Amanda Helms, <laughs> and and I started off and I say, hey everyone, I love you. Right, right, right. <laughs> and 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 quickly, a couple of the Give veterans. Give me some more. Give me some more. <laughs> quickly, a couple of the veterans of of the chat room said, uh oh, Speedy's on Helms's computer alert. Oh, oh really? You know. Okay. But I don't think everybody really took that to heart. <laughs> and I, and I, then the other one, I said, just wanted to take a second and tell you how awesome it is to sit next to Speedy every day. He's amazing and smells great. He's such a stud. <laughs> 
amazing and smells great. And and of course, people are having fun with it. And and then um, there was one where uh, somebody uh, mentioned that, um, <laughs> that 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 something about Patrick Nix. And I sent I said, Speedy is so awesome that Patrick Nix is asking him for advice. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of the one of the uh, the YouTubers said, "Hey, for forty seven, Patrick Nix is looking really good." And I and then I said, "Speedy's fifty, but looks forty to me." <laughs> right. Uh, so. And then there was one where I said, um, "I get to." Uh, and then I just Please one look. time I just said I love Speedy. <laughs> right. And then there was one where I said Which, uh, that one looks odd next to Amanda's name. <laughs> it does. Yeah. 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 Right. right, right. And then I said something to the effect of, "I get to see Big Boy and Speedy every day." <laughs> Um, right. You know, it's like I've got the greatest job ever. Oh yeah, sure, um, sure. But I, I just had a little, little fun, and and then he comes in, and I'm like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" He but goes, you oh, saw hi. it the whole way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew it was coming. They, they, look, I'm gonna tell you, they, you, you, you want you don't want to go too far with it, but I, when you get a hold of somebody's computer or somebody's <laughs> phone and you start rolling through those contacts, yeah, I've got to do that a couple times, and it is a joy. Yeah, yeah. it is an absolute. If joy. I ever see that I've sent myself an email. That I know, my, uh, Helmsy or Greg's had my computer because we'll send each other emails yeah. and go, guys. I don't do this a lot, but I just want to tell you I love you. Oh, and yeah, what y'all yeah. Mean we've to had to set the lock time so tight that all we oh, yeah. we spend half our time unlocking the computer. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. well, if you don't, I mean, yeah. look what happens. Well, I yeah. thought it was only fitting that that Helmsy talked to the chatters. It, the, it, the two. It was a good one. Yeah. It, it well, really you saw good. if you, you applaud that, yeah. and move on. If you really want to have fun, and this is different because it's a chat room, and you you, yeah. you stay there. But when you get one of your friend's phones, oh boy! And we did a bit of it, a bit on this. I, uh-huh. It might have even made it. I don't remember made it on the CD or not this past year. But the time that one of the friends of mine from church was letting his phone mm-hmm. be up on the screen, trying to show me how I could get my notes <laughs> up there, and left it up there, <laughs> and then I realized that oh. <laughs> if I text him something, I didn't. Even, I didn't even have to have his phone. Yeah. If right. I text him something, everybody in the room can see it. <laughs> and his wife's name is Kim. And all I did was text. Well, does Kim know about this? And when I saw her scan up her and look up, and she looks over him, what is he talking about? Yeah. And he's like, "What do you?" And when he saw it, you know, just you, just the little subtle things are really good. Yeah, yeah. My favorite though was you know the time I got to go all the way through one of my friend members of you know people of weight. And and put out just a heartfelt message to all of his kids to hold him accountable. He really needs to lose weight. <laughs> and, and I'm gonna try to eat things that y'all need to stop me from eating. Mm-hmm. I'm really serious about this time. Right. And and just a heartfelt how much they all meant to him. Yeah. He he said it took him a while to get all that. That is funny. Different, different. You know what you start thinking? All right, who else in my contacts did you yep. shoot one to? Yeah. Yep. And they start having to go through and try to see how many texts they sent out. Yeah. We haven't done this one in a long time, but just on the same this the, the same having fun with each other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. We used to have fun in the elevators with each other, and that is if Uh-oh. we were in the elevator and and like a stranger walked in, mm-hmm. one of you, yep. normally you, and I'm looking at you, Rick, <laughs> mm-hmm. would bring up a very uncomfortable conversation. Correct, and it would be that I miss that that, that weird elevator mm-hmm. moment when or you they, would the minute they would walk in. Well, I hope the doctor can fix that. Exactly, yeah, that's what I would. Do. Yeah, and I've well, never heard of that before. No, you one, have one, fun one of the worst. Now, is he saying it's contagious? Yeah, <laughs> one of the worst was when we were at, at the hospital to see someone that was having that had just had a baby, mm-hmm. and you claimed I had lost a limb or something right, like that. Right, and the elevator stopped on the prosthetic. Uh, mm-hmm. Wing and someone got out and you didn't know it. Yeah, that, that was probably yeah, the one more yeah. uncomfortable. Well, you moments. never know who who they are and where they're going. But I got <laughs> you know when your wife looks at you and goes, "What's wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. 
we were um, staying uh, in, um, in, in Oxford, Mississippi for the Ole Miss Regionals, and it was J.C. Uh, and me and Terry, we were, and we were in an elevator together. And someone stepped in the elevator, and I got J.C. I said, well, look, don't worry about it. I know you're 17. When, how long did the doctor say the rash would stay? Oh, yeah. And I didn't give him, I didn't give him any heads up, That's and so Terry good. glared at me. That's an oldie but a goodie. And you could tell the lady that was in the elevator was just looking at the numbers. <laughs> To, to just quickly see the number change, like from two so to one. Please open door. Please yeah. open door. And That's and JC, so JC looks at me, and their go to is is my hair that yeah. I don't have any. Right. And he just looks at me, face getting red. And well, when'd you lose your hair? You know that, that was his thing. <laughs> That's, all That's all he had. Oh, you had him rattled. Yeah. Oh, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> and the lady uncomfortably got off. <laughs> And then as we were exiting the elevator, Terry looks and goes, what, 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 what oh, made no. you want to no, do that? I love it's that. It's just fun. Just I that moment it. when that your son's face starts to turn red and oh, yeah. you don't know what to do. Oh, I love it. And the person in the elevator is like looking down at their feet and oh, yeah. they're fidgeting with their phone. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I mean, look. I, That's just good stuff. If you haven't done that in the elevator to a friend of yours or a family member, go ahead and do it. Yeah. I mean, it's really a lot of fun. Right. And, it, it, and, uh, and just start getting to say, well, do they think? Funny. Yeah, because what I was asking Speedy about. That time was where they gonna have to cut it off. Yeah, <laughs> and, and little did I know the person who was in there with us needed prosthetic. Yeah, and had a loved one on that floor. Right. Yeah. Well, you, you don't know it's a gamble. <laughs> we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Now that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her head. 22 minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Don't forget Wednesday Bible study back today. Part 7, uh, Pursuit of Holiness. Uh, that'll be live on YouTube at noon. Uh, and it'll be archived out to the podcast channel. It'll stay there on the YouTube channel. Uh, after it runs, uh, usually around 2 o'clock, and then it'll be on all of our social media platforms as well. Uh, and if you want to go back and catch uh, past studies, some of them are there on the YouTube channel, the podcast channel. And if you go want to go real far back, go to BurgessMinistries.com, click on Media. Um, all right, so as we come back, i got a couple updates. Do you want to get these updates? I know you got something going on there with space, uh, uh, if you want to hit any of that. But uh, first, the updates It's here. a Rick and Bubba News. We've got uh, a It's a Rick and Bubba News. It's a Rick and Bubba News. Somebody say. Everybody, everybody. We still don't know why people wanted to shoot Big Poppy, uh, David Ortiz, Ortiz there in the Dominican. <laughs> uh, we, I did notice though. Once uh, Mr. Ortiz was shot, he left the Dominican and did not use their health care. No, uh, but they patched uh, well, him I think the and, yeah, I think the Red Sox actually sent a Met jet yeah, to they, uh, they Met got jet him to pick him up and bring him back, which is a Boston. good thing. They got him to where he could fly. Yeah, and then they went and got him. Yeah, we still don't know why somebody shot Big Poppy in the torso, but they now have arrested a second person. Yeah. We know who did it. We just don't know why. Right. Yeah, and uh, it says uh, Big Poppy. They they have now. Um, they now have arrested a second person. How? All right, so, so so they think, only they one think person they, shot. They think they pulled up on a on a little mo- motorcycle, moped, whatever, mm-hmm. and two of them jumped off. Uh, and of course, one was the shooter. Mm-hmm. The guy that was, you know, you know, in the corner of whatever hall, and people were kicking the mess out of him. Uh, they yeah. were there. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't know if he was the shooter or the driver mm-hmm. because. 
One of them ran off, but the other one they, they captured and found and, and started punching and all that kind of stuff. He was arrested and in custody. The one they were looking for was the one that ran off because they said two of them pulled up on a motorcycle. So they apparently have found this other guy. Now, here is now, I heard one of the, the commentators today was talking about it from there, and they said, you know, we just find it strange that because David Ortiz has done so much for uh, the Dominican Republic and given so many people life here that somebody would try to take his. Mm-hmm. And, and I know he's been uh, very giving and everything that he's done, but uh, it, it does ask the question, why was he, – he basically – it was an attempted assassination. No, they're, they're, now I was going to tell you, the one update we do have, they, don't, they have not confirmed you know, anything other as far as a specific motive, mm-hmm. but um, a, a rep for Ortiz said there is not a single doubt in anybody's mind, to Bubba's point, that this was an act of hired killers. Right. Somebody hired them to shoot Big Poppy. Yeah. And uh, we don't know why somebody put a hit on Poppy. Now that no, that we got to be for Big Poppy. I don't know. I mean, come on. And it just to prove Bubba about him being beloved there, the crowd beat the crap out of the guy. Yeah. yeah I mean, and and he was he was having dinner or whatever it was at this outside lounge bar kind of set up with a TV host from down there of some kind, and he was injured by the bullet as well. So there was other people that were injured in this. But you can see from the surveillance footage that somebody clearly walked up, had a target, because they walked past other people like, I don't, I don't and, mean and went to. straight to him to shoot him. How about this? Right through the gallbladder, so that was kind of fortunate. Don't need yeah, it anyway. Right. I, from the looks of Big Poppy, his probably wouldn't work. Yeah, he and I there. probably had the same gallbladder problems. Mine's gone. Uh, he did lose part of his intestine. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So if I'm going to assassinate Big Poppy, mm-hmm. I don't know if I walk in the middle of a restaurant. I mean, surely Big Poppy's kind of by himself at some point during the day. Yeah, what's right? the end I mean, because this place was packed with right. people. Yeah. It's going to be tough so to get what, in there and shoot what, somebody and get out. What, what is the reason? What do y'all think? What are we going to uh, find out? Something, you're right, Bubba. I'm not saying he did it I'm or not did anything either, wrong. But I'm just saying, what do you think there? You could have we'll a jealous husband. Out. What that's going to say, and uh, not yeah. so much what Free we think. Wow, Greg, you, what you went are, right there. Well, that's, he's been going there since well, Monday when, could, when he yeah. got shot. That, it's um, possible. No, but no, it sure. does have to be brought up. It has to be one of the scenarios. Yeah. For sure. What are the possible scenarios? Or he can be tied up in something that you, you we got, don't want to know you, about. You got a deal gone bad. You got female. I mean, it's really normally uh, in a Yankees in a fan. fan. Yankees <laughs> fan. <laughs> Crazed Yankee yeah. fan. Yeah, that's possible uh, in right. this case. So let's start out. First of all, Greg has had this one going since Monday. Jealous husband hires killer possible. to kill Ortiz. There's one. Yeah. Crazy woman. Hire yeah. somebody to kill yeah. or Normally tease. the crazy woman will do it herself, though. That's true. Well said. Because yeah. they, they like to well And, he, and here's what's so it. weird about I it. I hate is, to say it. Is Big Poppy tied up in some sort of it's possible kind of dark, uh, hey. Dominican you, Republic you, deal. Hey, you went uh, against us. We told you not to go against mm-hmm. us. You didn't pay us. Yeah. Uh, gambling debt. Little, it's kind of funny yeah. you said that. Gambling debt. I don't know if there's such a thing. I'm just saying stuff. I heard yesterday like a version of, of the Dominican Republic mafia or that's what I mean. Uh, or, or like dealings. a drug cartel or something Did weird big, like that. Right. It just has to do with something because this guy didn't even try to Harry. hide his identity. Did he big walks Poppy. in there with not even yeah. anything over it's him. It's like he gave it's like, here he I knew am. Some, you Did know. Big Poppy rat somebody out and help the police bust somebody and they say, oh, you ratted on us. I don't back know. to Greg. Back to Greg. I'm getting an email. It says now again, this is an email, and who knows? Probably a Yankee fan. Be careful. <laughs> an article came out last night that three Dominican police reports have said 
that David Ortiz was accused of having an affair with a drug lord's wife. And Greg, oh, that's now, two of the now, three. Now, time yeah, out, time out. A, that, well, that's a double that is there. An, that is an email stating that reports right, came out last right. night. I have not seen that. Right. So if that's the case, it's, it's but we we're, got, what we're it's, saying. It's and we a don't shady know. deal and a shady yeah, we don't, know. don't mess with a, with a jealous man's wife who's a drug cartel. No. Yeah, that's from uh, – Isn't that a Jim a, Croce song? It, yeah, something that's, like that. To, to point, that's a barstoolsports.com article. Uh, that the New York Post legitimate and, source, and Daily Mail way. are reporting that a, that a drug lord put a hit on uh, Ortiz because he thought he was having an affair with his wife. That's from the Post and the Daily Mail. What do you say, Greg? Well, right again. <laughs> and, and I hate to use twice. A, I hate to use a baseball term. That's a double off the wall. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. I mean, right off the wall. Yeah. Well, look and think about it, like you just said. The guys that did it didn't to, didn't look that professional. Yeah, I started say to say they should have hired I'm somebody, somebody better. But right? here's the deal: you, I'm I'm a drug dealer or kingpin, and you're somebody that owes me. Right. And the way you can go clear sh- it go is shoot, if you go do this. Go shoot Big Poppy, and when you get arrested, I I got people I'll pay off to get you sure. out of jail. To, to, to add to because the drama, he wasn't a very good shot. He he wasn't a pro. No, he wasn't. Well, but here's the weird thing about it: they're saying they're two police officers that were that were hired. Off duty, what? They're, they're That's saying, what you get in that area. They're oh, saying that authorities oh, no, the in the DR. Dominican Republic believe Ortiz was shot by two police officers hired by, hired by a drug lord. Well, there it is. Oh, oh my gosh, big poppy. Oh. Well, so this, we ain't getting, heard the end of this. I thought thick. he said when he was dying, save me, I'm a good man. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes now past the hour, Rick and Bubba show. Thanks for being with us. You can reach us at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Cook's Pest Control and Centricon, look at the fortress you built around your property, and termites have no chance. They're the best in the business, but we also use them for our monthly pest maintenance, and boy, what a great job they do. And they'll do the same great job for you. You know, there, there is a difference. You don't just randomly need to spin the wheel of pest control and just wherever it lands, uh, let these people handle your situation, you want to go with the pros. You want to go with the best, and we uh, we give a, a resounding uh, endorsement to Cook's Pest Control. Uh, Cook'sPest.com. They'll come out whatever property you have. They'll give you a free thorough inspection and evaluation of your home or business. There's no obligation for you to use them, but we think you should. Uh, they even offer services for contractors. You got a new home construction, you need them to look at. They'll do it. Uh, so uh, you you need to get Cook's Pest Control like we have. Looky, looky, looky. Here comes Cookie Cook's Pest Control. <laughs> Uh, mystery solved, they think. Uh, um, another update. I told you I had two. It's going to make Greg mad. Be ready. Uh, but, again, the, you remember the surveillance footage that supposedly. This, this, is, not, this is not. I'm sorry. It hasn't been solved. Okay. Greg says it has not been solved because they really they're just saying it's a theory, right? Well, Nobody's admitting it. Okay. If, read it now. I can see it. I, they said that people are saying that this surveillance camera is not uh, Dobby from Harry Potter. Of course, we all knew that. Not a goblin. Some of us call not, him Dobie. Yeah, not an elf. <laughs> like, day after day, I'm more confused. Uh, and we know they're saying it's not an alien and all of this, and we had all the stuff. They're saying that they think it is a kid. Uh, wearing flip-flops. Wearing flip-flops. I saw well, what about with, that with, head with, on With it. some pants on the on, With on pants, some shorts. Like some shorts on, on, on his yeah. head. A kid. Well, he's weird built. That's an ugly kid. That, that is a, there yeah. it is. Well, Greg. <laughs> there it there is. There it is. Uh, but again, experts say say that the video has been altered. Who, who are these experts? It has not, I mean, it has not been altered. 
Yeah, they're saying it's not. Oh, it's just a person. Yeah, there hasn't been altered. It's an actual. I think the way a lot of them look at it, Rick, is like how you would look at Photoshop. If you zoom way, way in on the edges of things, you can see where it's been. You know, it's not perfect. Uh, and you know they look at things like that and frames and How's all that, that and all those reflections and all that too. They're well, just saying, they were looking for a sign that it was faked and they couldn't find it. And the question mark behind solved it says. But here's the deal: if it's a kid with a pair of drawers on his head, or whatever they're saying, wearing flip flops, if it's solved, that means hey, this kid came forward. He said, yeah, "Look, that's right, me." Right. No, that's right. We, we that. talked to the kid. He that, read he reenacted it yeah, in broad daylight. That's not in the story. That didn't it. happen, yeah. so it's no. not solved. Greg, experts say they don't think it's been altered, but they think it's a kid with pants on his head. That's all we have. Uh, yeah, they, Greg, I, I, I was like, waiting on them to go. They, these people revealed this was all a hoax. We're having fun, but. They didn't finish anything. Greg, I'd like for you to walk like that right here and see if you can walk like You that. can't. Huh? Yeah. Like I said, well, now he, he does can. do a little move at the end that looks weird. Yeah. There he goes. A little funky. Let me see. Kid being a kid. Well, if that's a kid, I'm worried about it. It looks like a kid, and I can see till until yeah, right until that move. What, what what's that? all that? Oh, that. Yeah, but that, no, that's that, he's going like this. He's going. Yeah, but he, his legs are just. <laughs> My gosh, Speedy. You <laughs> should have been a mom. The uh, So I am. Um, Yes. But it's not solved because the kid had to come forward. <laughs> yeah, I agree so, with you, Greg. Yeah, no, it's not solved. I'm throwing, thumb, I'm throwing my thumbs up. It, it looked like Doobie to me. Who? <laughs> Doobie. Doobie, Doobie, Doobie. Dobby. Dobby. There it is. Well, look how long his arms are. That's an ugly kid. That's something wrong with it. Ribs are showing. Greg, but you can make it look like you have long arms. Uh, you can just go make it look. look, look, look. look. If that's a kid, I, I feel See, I wish you'd do it. these demonstrations with your headphones off. Right. You know Why? Because you're stretching that cord. And the, you, the next oh, call's going to be, I can't oh, no, hear. The cord's fine. That's something. Okay, I'll remind yeah. you. That yeah. goes out. <laughs> the uh, cord's fine. <laughs> just because you can't hear it. That's mind. one long arm, skinny leg kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, really, it could be son of Gumby, maybe? Possibly. Guys, the yes. legs are this big around. Greg, yeah, go put some drawers on your head and walk like that. <laughs> All right, is anybody ready to entertain that maybe he has? Now, stay with me. Okay, that, I know he's going. That, that maybe he's put on backwards facing us like one of those skeleton suits. Really? Because if you look, it almost oh. looks like there's a dark oh, leg out front and a white maybe. leg in the back. Like, look, an, ar- like an orange justice well, Everybody stay with me. Look, notice that his leg. Are all, you seeing the shadow? It, it almost looks like he's, there's something attached to a regular yeah, size yeah. leg. Like a like a white you know skinny mm-hmm. bone looking leg. Well, like can't we find the address of where this came from? Who posted it? Right. Oh no, go, I, it was, here's it was an in idea. the original story. Who posted let's, it? Let's go interview the people who whose house it is, who yeah. supplied this footage, and let's see if they yeah. got an ugly, weird built kid. Since yeah, some lady that put it on Facebook. Can somebody <laughs> ask the expert how does he disappear? I know. Well, that's a that looks like a jump in. I mean, if you knock yeah, on the is. door, she walks up there and there's a kid standing beside her like this. <laughs> yeah, you go. Hey, well, I think we solved it. Door yeah. still on his head. Yeah. I think we understand the problem. Yeah, why don't you go door to door and look for some ugly skinny kid to come to the door and go, there you are. You, there he is. <laughs> you, you conniving little. He doesn't have to dress up for trick-or-treat. <laughs> no. His curfew is. But, uh, him walking in the door like that. Trick-or-treat. <laughs> what, what, dis- what if we discovered not only who this guy was, but also that he had shot David Ortiz? <laughs> <laughs> and we just did a big pop. And we just did a twofer. Who's out to get big pop? I, mean, I think you're on trying to get him a cocktail. Enjoy. Well, it. you know what? Greg made the point a minute ago. We do have another story today. Greg, here it is. You're on a roll today, buddy. What? You said that you do not think Big Poppy was that a woman hired somebody to shoot Big Pop because women will attack you and try to kill yes. you on their own. Yeah, right. they want to look into your eyes. Here it is. We've, We've all seen, seen those suffer. movies. That, everybody yeah. knows that. And look, look at the, look down at, the end of a barrel. 
Yeah. Well, I told yeah. you, my wife told me in no uncertain terms, you know, when you're laying down the groundwork, and she said, look, don't ever lay a hand on me. And I said, honey, I'm never going to lay a hand on you. She said, well, I know, you know, if you ever decide that there's some kind of you bigger, then everybody's got to go to sleep sometime. That's it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She goes, I'll just wait till you go to sleep, and I'll just kill you. I'll kill you while you're asleep. Well, there, okay. And, there and I'm like, okay, thanks, Pat. That's the piece. So where do you want to go to eat? It's on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, woman stabbed boyfriend for telling her she packed too many clothes for See? the holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, hey, how I think we've all had that discussion with our about wife say, about packing too much. Know. We're going to the beach next week. And I, I, I'm going to say there's up. another problem in this relationship. Probably. Uh, this is well, not the root of Look at those no, crazy eyes. Crazy eyes, picture. Bubba. Well, it's in the story. Doesn't she have a mental mental disorder? Well, I, think, I kind of had that and I killed you over clothing. <laughs> right. No, I'm just saying right, I think yeah. it's in the story where she, <laughs> right. she, um, I'm no she suffered from that. Oh, she's she's got that hoarding disease. Yeah, it's like she would hoard and bring too much with her and she couldn't. She didn't want to get it out of the car, and so he started taking so stuff out of the car. So what's that, Maker? He started. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He'll mess it up. That's what I'm going. And so, uh, <laughs> so he took something out, and and she yeah, lost she, it. He thought she'd overpacked. He went to remove some of it, and she took a knife out and stabbed him. I tell you what. And she keep... said that he deserved it, but she still wanted to kill herself. Rick, when the cops pulled <laughs> up. He deserved it, is what they she no. told him. I say just let her pack what she wants. Yeah, let her pack. You think? You know, I, yeah, I, but you don't understand. They'll pack so much you can't get in the car. Well, you, you know. know what? I, I used to, you're just like, well, you know what? Then. You know why she had a condition? What was it? Mental disorder. <laughs> what? what is it? What, is, what are you trying to get him to say? A hoarder. Hoarding. Oh, my God. But he had messed it up. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you something, man. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I, I think that's an unfair statement because she was actually packing more clothing. Not less. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. The latter would require less in the suitcase. Right. Yeah. Honey, what are you doing with what you do with the grocery bag? That's all I hate. That's all. Okay. I'm good. And we had we had a story about a crazy lady yesterday that we didn't go oh, on air yeah. with that makes this look like nothing. Yeah. Oh, really? oh wow. She had quite a grip. Yes, you sure I showed, did. Rick, I showed oh, I you this story. Yes. Yes. Devil's yes. grip the iron fist. I do remember <laughs> that because I, I walked. I walked. No, what, Greg? Devil's grip the iron fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> phone calls. All ten lines are open, and we'll take your phone calls right after this. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should be. It is 11 minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. We're back. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Golden ticket seats. I got a ticket. Come on. Hello, Melissa Brown. Melissa Brown here today. Holly Caldwell. Thomas and Brittany Faircloth. Uh, also, happy anniversary, 40 years married, Bill and Noel Graham. One, two, happy anniversary, baby. I got you on my mind. I got a check. We wish them many, many more. Jeremy and Brent Gillian. Right there, I'm on the front row. Shocker's got a game today. Uh, Kevin Stewart, also here today. They'll take home a pound of BuzzBots coffee today. Also, they'll get a Rick and Bubba 25th anniversary writing pen and also a Rick and Bubba double CD. If you're ever looking for those old Rick and Bubba moments, they're all available on iTunes and other digital download options. 
Helmsy, on that note, for two weeks. I've been meaning to tell you something on that note. Please don't let me forget. <laughs> All right, uh, standing by. Phone calls and lines are available for you at 866-WE-BE-BIG. 866-WE-BE-BIG. 30 seconds a pop. And we'll move through them pretty quick. If you want to go ahead and, uh, and get lined up and get ready to go, at the end of 30 seconds, here's what you'll hear. Ooh, Your time funny. on the program done. We'll get to another one unless you get a timeout. Uh, from Bubba and or Helmsy. Uh, Todd in Birmingham, Alabama. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones a trolling. Here we come, phone trolling. Phone, phone trolling. Troll. Hey, Todd, go ahead. Yeah, Ted. Come on, Ted. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, uh, uh, a buddy of mine, we coached together uh, for a few years, and then uh, years later, he was the head coach at one high school. I'm a head coach at another one. We pranked each other all the time. I found an inexpensive copy of Brokeback Mountain. Sent it to him at the address to his school. He opened it in the office in front of secretaries and a lot of people that were in the office. And that's why we had to have the Gunnersville Treaty. Yep. Yeah, right yeah. there. That'll do it. That's why you have to have I, – I gave up. Then y'all all copy on this one. Did you see the one the guy sent us in about the phone, phone prank? Yes, yes, guys. Look, look, that's across the line. This is, is. hey, this is this is shaking hand that, with danger. This is hey, shaking dangerous. hand with danger. Big somebody, poppy said, "Look out!" Yeah, mm-hmm. somebody's liable to get shot over that. <laughs> he yeah. said, "He said he found his buddy's phone and changed his wife's number in the contacts to his number." Oh, and so he said, "I had to leave early, so it worked out great." Uh, he said, <laughs> uh, "About an hour after I left, he called what he thought was his wife, which is now my number, and I answered." And he was like, "I thought I called my wife. I won't give her a name." And I said, well, she's busy right now. You want me to tell her anything? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, let me tell you something. That right there, my friends, <laughs> is over the line. That's that's getting in the danger zone, right? That, that Boy, is, you're really committed if you go out far yeah, to a prank. Hey, <laughs> it, it is funny, but it's dicey. It is. It's yeah. very, very dicey. Uh, James in Colorado. James, thanks for your patience. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm new. Uh, I just heard on uh, Glenn Beck about, uh, I guess, in California, they're giving out free health care to uh, illegals. Mm-hmm. Correct. As somebody, as somebody with a heart transplant and works seven days a week with limited working abilities, I think it's kind of uh, screwed up that I can't get health insurance. I was wondering what you guys thought about that. Yeah, I think if I was sitting here, and, and I think we talked about this, you know, there's a very small percentage of, of Americans that don't have health care uh, and only the far left could come up with a plan that would destroy everybody's health care and start handing it out to illegals before they tried to get together and solve your particular problem. Uh, as, as an American citizen, you know, we probably want to focus on those that don't have health care and what seems to be the issue, what can we do to make that system better. But now we've you know, upended our health care system that involves all Americans, and we're now handing it out to illegals, still trying to find a way to fund it, can I tell you, giving it to people who just walked in who are not contributing, that way to fund it's not going to work. Well, I, I mean, I, look, I, I know I graduated from, from a school in Calhoun County, Alabama, but heck, I know that. Yeah, well, this comes from a state that is Rick, got so much red ink out there, they're swimming in it. So, mm. you know, it, you, what would you expect? And, you know, we've had the congresswoman uh, come up who she's, uh, you know, the one that was very vile toward right. the president. I can't say her name. Right. Um, and now she wants to just give away money to people right. to fight um, to fight poverty. But see that that just shows they generally don't understand the problem to begin with, because that's only now going to give you more problems with people with money in their hand. Talked to a guy yesterday who's an entrepreneur, and he was talking about the the most basic concept 
of how money works. And he says, he said, this is the problem we're having with our fellow Americans. He said, this is what we used to call like a junior high freshman beginning. If you want to come and say, I want to learn about economics and I want, I want to learn about how the government works. I want to learn how our, our whole economic system works. And he said, so what we do is he said, I'm talking about this is say you're the first time you've ever heard it. Right. And he said, I'm noticing that people don't know this. He goes, so what we do is we show you this little circle and we show people going out and working and earning income. He goes, then we're noticed we're showing taxes going into the government, mm-hmm. into the Fed. And he goes, and then we'll show them that if you have programs, the programs are actually pulling from government money that was provided by other people. Right. You know, that's a pretty simple line and easy concept right. to see. Right. People put money into the government. When you draw it out from the government, it came from somewhere. It, it didn't just we didn't pull it out of the sky. And he said they don't understand except for the ones they're printing themselves. Right. Well, now we're getting to that. He said, and what they don't understand, <laughs> he said, what they don't understand is they don't understand how the currency gets devalued. He said they really no, don't understand no. it. And he said, so I tried to we try to use ice cream. He said, let's say that you had to pay, you know, ten cents for a scoop of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you, you're handed a cup with a scoop in it. What a deal. Right. He goes, but then all of a sudden, everybody starts showing up saying, well, we don't want ice cream. And he goes, so you just go back here and start making ice cream, and you're not, you don't charge them anything. He goes, at some point, your ice cream business is collapsing because all you're doing now is just handing out ice cream. It has no value to it. Right. And, and so, and, and do y'all understand that? If, if we just print money, that didn't that wasn't didn't didn't have any value to it and just call it something it doesn't make it so and it also right. made possible the popular radio promotion back in the nineties make you a Mexican millionaire right yes mm. oh that's good which was equated to about four hundred dollars right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you you can't deva- the money comes from somewhere and keep in mind to your do you realize your that, like the peso got so devalued all mm. of that that they just did away with with part of it because it was it was down to to parts of a penny. Right. I mean, you couldn't do anything with it. Yeah, who, nothing is you can buy with that. No. Well, and no. and and so what we got to understand now. This is this is a, a group that says we need to provide health care for everybody. Now they're forgetting that we're a country of over three hundred million people. Right. All right. So you right. got to start with that. Well, it has and, to come from right. somewhere. And now we're going to take it away from everybody who already was paying for it and had it. All right. Okay. And so what we did, we tried a bridge program. Remember the bridge? Well, the bridge broke before the the real program ever started. And why did the bridge break? Because it, it, it didn't ran, work. It, it ran out of money. So now only the left could say, we want to provide health care for everybody, and we can't find a way to fund it, but, but today we're going to give it to people who don't contribute any money to it. Well, I heard another story, and we really don't have time for the whole thing, but <laughs> you know they're trying to get a deal done on the border right now because oh, no. we're having so many people come over, and there's such a humanitarian crisis now. And they're trying to get a deal with the Democrats. Well, they, they came and said, look, tell us what you will support. And they said, well, we'll do this. We want so much for humanitarian. We'll give you a little bit for enforcement. But part of the deal was that it could not go to any of these holding facilities where they're holding people till they can process them if it goes to a for-profit company. Now, the thing is, the ones that are there now, there's already some that are for-profit, and there's government ones, and they say the government ones are run down, they're pitiful. The for-profit ones are much nicer because they yeah. are, you know, there's accountability right. and all. But see, even for uh, Congress people now to say that, 
they're saying the free. I'm not saying you do the capitalistic system just because you should do it. Do it because it's better. Right. And they're so anti the capitalistic system right out of the gate. They're 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 going to make the process longer, harder, more difficult just because of a theory they have that's incorrect. And I don't know where we've dropped the ball on this that somehow the capitalistic system is wrong. The capitalistic system is why we're here, people. There would be no America without it. Uh, we almost we almost didn't get started and we because we were on a socialistic system. We've said this before, but it needs to be said every time. It has produced the highest standard of living in the, Ever. His- in the history of the world. And it all peaked out in the 80s which right. is the greatest decade mankind has ever seen. <laughs> you, no, you're right. And it's been a slow downhill slide since then, we all admit that. And you socialized medicine people don't realize we're the last bastion, we're the last island where research and development takes place because you can make a profit if you research and develop and invest the next great drug. Let me ask you The this. next great procedure, the next great piece of instrument to be used in surgeries if there's no incentive to make a profit it's all going to go away do you remember anybody protesting anything in the 80s i don't do you remember anybody that was upset about something somebody said in the 80s we didn't have to worry about political correctness you just said what you wanted to say if somebody was a whatever you called them that nobody cared that didn't even look up you just went on with everybody top of the hour Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.